Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Do you enjoy listening to us every week? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast for just four sixty nine. Nice. Nice. A month. You get 20% off all of our merchandise, exclusive giveaways. You could ask us uh, any questions you may have on our Patreon uh, question segment every week. Or just leave us basically a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. Become a friend of the program again today. That's Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast. Lastly, do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, after doing what Bradley and Bobby just told you to do, head on over to CircleBDieCast.com for all your diecast needs and merchandise, and be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. And one last thing before we get started, we'd like to give a shout-out to the Graphics Coop, Any Racing News, and Danny Eugene Photography for all their support. Brad Keselowski is going to be showing the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pool here, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years. So, uh, occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we actually out we beat him so it's all good uh. all right boys and girls so this is going to be episode 195 five 195 yeah could be uh as always i am charlie sanborn uh this week to my right is bradley saucer at sauce 96 and on the other side of the zoom call is going to be bobby and a little bit, a little bit different show this week. We had multiple guests, so it made more sense for Bob to stay at home and uh, just do it through Zoom. So uh, going through our weekends, I worked uh, 24 hours in two days between Black Friday and another 11 hours on Saturday. So that was fun. And then I had a quick nap on Sunday, and then I worked again today. So uh, that was my weekend. What'd you do, Bob? Uh, what did I do this weekend? Friday night, pretty low key. Didn't really do much Saturday night. Um, my buddy, Brandon Ingalls, he used to be a race car driver and then he smartened up and got out of it. Um, he turned 30 today. So we, we, uh, celebrated and Brandon, one of my best friends, I was in his wedding. We kind of, kind of drifted apart a little bit over the few years, but, uh, we've always still remained best friends. And when we all get together, it tends to get dangerous. I learned, uh, tequila still undefeated no matter uh it's like a concrete wall you know no matter how hard you hit it it's gonna win every time um didn't have as bad of a night as my first choice of this week's weapon of the week if you uh, have me on snapchat i posted a picture of this on my story some fucking buddy at 8 30 8 30 that's fucking early the night hasn't even started filled the urinal full of fucking puke and then covered half the floor. And I'm like, my fucking word, it isn't even nine o'clock yet, pal. And we're fucking yuking in the piss pot. Mm-hmm. And uh, wasn't the- yeah, why? Why the urinal? It must what? have been the only available option. Uh, some people like to clown on me because I puke in sinks. So this guy apparently puked in the urinal. <laughs> the, the, and Bobby's not kidding. This was a steady stream. I, I assume that the toilet wasn't an option because the first crevice that was going to be able to hold puke was going to be where this guy was going to land. And it started at the door and it ended at the urinal. And uh, yeah, must have been uh, 
an emergency, let's say. That's yeah, tough, uh, tough day for the boys back at the janitor closet, but they got it cleaned up just in time for uh, someone else to puke in the bathroom later on. So tough, <laughs> tough, tough night at Eric's church. Where did a where did a throw up in the urinal or piss in the sink? Throw up well, in the was a pretty bad one. <laughs> what's yeah, I uh both are tough, I feel. I've only done one of those and I'm still pretty embarrassed. So <laughs> to be fair, you didn't know it was a sink, Bob. And I was stone cold sober. Just <laughs> like fucking hey. Best stories ever. <laughs> I think I just told my family that like two weeks ago. <laughs> nobody had known nobody had known that story. Uh, my sister heard it on here, and then, then I told my family. Uh, but other than that, um, not much. I went to New Hampshire yesterday, dropped off some race parts, made a little bit of money, and uh, yeah, didn't really feel like driving to Scarborough tonight. Made more sense. We when when we do the Zoom calls, and I am at uh, Maple Avenue. We still have to do it on two different setups. You know, normally Charlie's upstairs on his iRacing rig and Brad and I are in front of the laptop. And it's like I knew the portion where we're recording tonight was going to be relatively short. And I just said, ah, fuck it. I'm not driving to Scarborough. So here I am in four Raspberry Way Wyndham. Did I just give my address out? I did. That's weird. <laughs> you did. <laughs> the ones of fans will show up now. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, my weekend, uh, pretty, pretty uh, also low key. I, uh, Nobody asked. <laughs> I got forced into work on Thanksgiving, so I uh, told my boss I wasn't going to show up uh, on uh, Friday because I was going to take the vacation time from Thursday and apply it to Friday so that uh, I could at least have a three-day weekend out of it. And uh, so I worked all day Thanksgiving, went, uh, caught the Thanksgiving night football game with uh, uh, the Patriots and the Vikings, and then uh, just kind of hung out in Massachusetts all week with, uh, with Amanda, went out on uh, Saturday night to uh, someplace that I already forgot the name of. And, um, that was fun. So I met her cousin. So we, uh, we were sitting at a table, pretty long table with a bunch of, uh, Amanda's brother, Christopher's friends. And, uh, so at one point, I think it was last week or uh, two weeks ago, maybe when we went to the Iceland 300 where I'm sitting on Twitter and I'm just scrolling through and there's a video and it's like NASCAR chasm or like one of those accounts that just said, for as long as I will live, I will never understand how this wreck wasn't fatal. And I'm watching the video and it's a car that comes off. So basically there's a car sitting driver's side facing completely stopped at Kansas. And another car comes out, uh, comes around, turns one and two, hangs a left, misses the car barely, would have probably killed the driver if he hit him in the driver's side and uh, goes down and hits the, uh, the opening where the safety trucks sit behind. And it's a curved wall. The whole, you know, both axles are like shot out the left side of the car. And I'm like, holy fuck. I remember seeing wasn't this video. Wasn't that Jeff Green? No, uh, Jeff Fuller. Jeff Fuller. So I'm sitting there watching the video. Yeah, the this, this story's coming full circle now. Yeah. <laughs> Same so, Fuller, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm watching this on Twitter, like I said, and, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, if you've ever seen a crash compilation, you've definitely seen this wreck. It was a candy. Yeah. Jeff Fuller and um, white so, car, white car with green numbers, 34, 24, something 30. I had something like that. And 37. Uh, yeah. So Amanda looks over my shoulder, sees that I'm scrolling on Twitter, sees I'm watching a wreck video. And she goes, oh, my God, do you ever see my uncle's wreck? And I'm like, well, no, I guess I haven't. I don't know which one your uncle would have been. And so then she pulls up the exact same video that I was just watching on Twitter and goes, oh, this is it. And I was like, did you did you 
you missed something because you just saw that I was watching a wreck, asked if I had ever seen a wreck, and it was the that's same. that wreck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so fast forward, that's that wreck. Well, now that's that girl. Uh, apparently, Jeff's daughter Tiffany was the one that came to the bar with us, uh, Amanda's cousin. So we're sitting at the bar. This wreck comes up, and I don't know what the segment should be called, but it's co- the complete opposite of weapon of the week. But she was like, oh, yeah, I remember watching that video like pretty clearly. Like, that's one of those things like sticks out in your mind because like we were sitting at home. We weren't actually at the racetrack and we were watching it on TV. So obviously we saw it happen. And she was saying how uh, friends and like family, uh, maybe not family members, but, like friends and like, you know, people that just knew that they were racing, you know, calling the house phone, like the landline back in the day and was like, sorry for your loss. All this stuff, like just basically like sending my condolences, like, let me know if you need any help with the kids, whatever. And um so that was obviously freaky, a little scary. Well, I guess later on in the night, they get a call from the nurse who was on the life flight with this, this fellow, Jeff, who I have not met yet, but would love to at one of these uh, functions. Uh, allegedly, so he has a mullet. That's what Christopher was hyping up the whole time. Uh, takes great pride in it, I guess, and woke up on the life flight after being unconscious after the wreck and after getting out of the car and putting in the, ambulance, or the life flight, whatever comes through and then his first question he asks is how is his hair so that is check that <laughs> that is something i can absolutely respect and i don't know what the segment should be called but that is uh it's a legend of the week or something like that but so that was cool so that was how the night started was we had, we hadn't even ordered food yet and that's that story came up in conversation so then we all like kind of go wander around the bar and uh and ended up being you know, a bunch of people that Amanda and Christopher knew, obviously, because they're from around there. And I didn't know any of them, but we were just standing around and uh, drinking. And Christopher comes over and goes, oh, where's Tiffany? And Amanda's like, oh, I don't know. She's probably in the bathroom or she's at the bar or whatever. And Christopher goes, well, go get her because her car's getting towed. So this place that we're at is so Amanda goes, oh, like, tur- like turn in here or whatever. So I turn into the restaurant. No parking spots available whatsoever. So I think nothing of it. Amanda goes, go park over in Burger King, which is the place right next door. And you can park, you know, park right on the right hand side by the restaurant. Like you should be good. All right, good. So she, Tiffany follows me into that parking lot. So we're, we're walking in as big as you could possibly make it on the door. It says, do not park at Burger King. You will be towed. But right as we walk up to the door, that's when Christopher meets up with us. That's when we're going in, we're figuring everything out. I'm like, I didn't need to ask questions because Amanda's a local. I feel like she must know the rules pretty well, even though it says very clearly not to do this. So fast forward later on in the night, Christopher goes, Tiffany's car is getting towed. I immediately drop my glass goes, well, fuck, that means mine's probably next. So this guy is strapping up her car and I grab, I jump in my truck, rifle this thing up over the curbing at the Burger King to go past this tow truck and I parked it in the one spot that was available. And then I came back out and I was like, this seems to be the problem. And uh, <laughs> the, guy, the guy comes over to her and Christopher and goes, where'd that, where'd that truck just go? And I looked at him just like that kid asking where his mom was. I was like, looking, I'm like, ah, it's uh, I think it's over there. Tough shit, buddy. I know where my truck is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so he's just like, he's like, you just, you just go move that. And Christopher's like, yeah, he did. He's like, that boy's smooth. <laughs> yeah, I knew mine was going to be next. And uh, obviously she didn't end up getting her, her car towed. She, she both, she came out with Amanda and uh, it's calmed the situation down, but that was the only real excitement that happened uh, really all weekend. And uh, yeah, there's uh, not, not much going on. I watched a little bit of the Turkey Derby. Bob and I threw down on the, uh, the broadcast, but uh, we get into that a little bit later on with uh, Freddie and Timmy and 
Yeah, I watched I watched uh, zero laps of it, so it was money ah, well spent. But yeah, that's tough. Well, I uh, at least I wasn't out of Coles or anything dumb. Right. Yeah, I was at Coles and I was like trying to. So in our group chat, that's which, that's pertinent for later on. Yeah. What's the most confusing thing was uh, I guess it all kind of pieced together as we started recording with Freddie and Timmy, but um, I saw the video, or the picture that I think Mitchie Bags posted in our group chat that said like yard sale or whatever, and. So I'm like, oh, there's a big wreck. Well, I'm watching the live stream. They're still green. There's like 120 laps to go or whatever. I'm like, okay, like, when does this wreck happen? And I remember seeing like certain cars in that wreck that were still out on the racetrack. So I was like, oh, it must be happening soon. must be happening soon. I watched the whole stream, never once saw the wreck. So I don't know how the fuck I missed it, but I must have been must been one of those things like, oh, do you like this? Uh, sure do. Yeah, it's great. I looked down, fucking missed the whole thing. But um, no, I watched, watched that stream a little bit and uh that was pretty much the only racing I consumed, but I figure we'll uh, probably make that up come this coming weekend. Well, there was a, there was a little bit of racing going on. I didn't watch really any of it. Like I just said, I paid for the Turkey Derby part of it and didn't watch, but that's okay. I haven't contributed much to that group, so glad to give them my 10 bucks. But uh, there was a big late model stonk race at Southern National. Josh Berry drive, drove the three for Dale Bass Pro Shop car that uh, Dale drove at Florence last week to the win. Um, that's boring, but my takeaway from that was, I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, I tweeted it on the BFP account last night. There was a big old fucking Donnie Brook between this short stumpy guy and this tall, uh, fit guy. Um, the tall fit guy doesn't punch well. Uh, his punches are very <laughs> poorly thrown. Um, so it was, uh, I got the names written down it, the short stumpy guy was, uh, Jonathan Finley and, uh, the big tall guy, Vaughn cannon, hell of a name. I mean, oh, like, yeah. You know, that that's like the guy you pick you like draft on Madden because he has a cool name. Yeah. Uh, so Finley goes down. He was all he was mad at everybody. He punched a car that was driving by and he was walking down pit road and he saw this guy. I was like, well, you're gonna fucking get it too. And uh, he was doing the old like point to the chest and and you couldn't really hear what was being said, but they had Steve Post live on location. And uh, you can clearly hear you go fuck yourself or fuck you. And the Vaughn Cannon says, What did you just say? And you can almost read Finley's lips that said, what are you going to do about it? And that was right about when he got drilled in the face. And then this old timer who tried to break him up, he also gets drilled in the face. Uh, Finley tackles Vaughn to the ground. Vaughn smashes his head off the concrete. Now for sure has CTE coming out of his nose. Uh, Big old fight ensues. Uh, There was a little person involved breaking it up. It was uh, it it almost looked like scripted. It didn't even look real. It was kind of cartoonish, but uh, Matt Weaver had a had a tweet that was pretty funny. He said, uh, um, the number three guys are on the radio irritated that they're wasting too many laps under yellow because of the idiots fighting in the infield. And Dale Jr. found that quite funny. So that was that was my only real big takeaway from uh, from that race. Southern National looks like a pretty badass place, but. Yeah, the. uh... The only other thing that uh, I, I saw on the socials just scrolling through was Brandon Gray picked up a street stock win at uh, Claremont. I forgot that they were doing that Thanksgiving uh, showdown. Oh, yeah. I think that's the second year that they've done that, which uh, when, you, when you start thinking, when it gets to like November up here, I forget that race cars can even race cars still. So Yeah, mine's a bare chassis, and it's been a bare chassis for three weeks. I couldn't imagine going racing last weekend anywhere around here. But Justin Harris hopped in a street stock for the first time, finished second. That was cool to see. Yeah, I went so I went to Grand Aether's shop yesterday and uh, we were talking street stocks. And now since Justin Harris, who has gone from super modifieds to street stocks, uh, Grant's like, oh, Yo, you got to fucking have one. 
And I'm like, well, you got four of them, Grant. So let me drive one of yours. So maybe I'll make my street stock debut next year. Worked out good for Justin. Yeah, he finished yeah. second. So yeah, that's uh, it's a good good day for a uh, friend of the program. I feel yeah. like uh, I I didn't really see much else that happened from that event, unfortunately. But uh, it was uh, all in all, pretty good, pretty solid racing weekend. I feel like uh, there wasn't a lot going on last weekend, so we uh, kind of made up for it with uh, what we talk about a little bit later on with Freddie and Timmy going on this weekend and. Uh, Obviously, Charlie and I got the snowball derby coming up this week. I uh, feel like uh, we got to make some got to make some picks for that, and uh, got to figure out how to incorporate some Patreon pals. The last few years we've been uh, we've been doing it so that everyone gets a driver. Well, not everyone, but uh, you know, I don't know how many entries there are. I know that uh, 60, 62 last time I looked today. I, I think I can pull them up here. It was uh, it was sixty two, and I believe that uh chandler smith withdrew like recently and unless i got punked on twitter um by a fake no. verified doesn't, account doesn't have a ride and um then uh tommy catalano obviously we heard uh isn't going to be in attendance but so that's tough but uh before we uh get get going here and bob pulls up that list uh today's episode is brought to you by coldbrook trailers and equipment located 800 coldbrook road in herman Coldbrook Trailers and Equipment offers some of the best deals on utility trailers. Nailed it. <laughs> Fuck I'm yeah. I can fuck something up here later on. I bought me that one. But uh, enclosed trailers, snowmobile trailers, construction trailers, and dump trailers. We're pleased to announce we now offer edge trailers, custom race car haulers as well. Our lineup of new trailers from Delta, North Forest, Granite State, and Edge offers a one-stop shop. Stop in to see our ever-changing inventory as well as our full-service parts and service department. Call us at 207 207- Six zero five zero one zero eight. Again, that is Coldbrook Trailers and Equipment in Herman, Maine. Thank you to them for hopping on board, uh, as they have been the last few weeks, and will be for a few weeks to come. But that uh, any any uh, so what are we doing? Picks? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm gonna go with the guy who probably should have won the last two years. Uh, I'm gonna go with Derek Thorne. Uh, he will probably dominate and then something will happen to him at the end and he'll cry victim once again as to why he didn't win for a third year in a row. They'll throw it away with 10 to go. I believe he has, he's won the, he's won Won the flake twice in a row, right? Or at least last year. I think he won the flake twice in a row. No, well, no, because Jake Johnson won the flake two years ago, two years ago. Right. He so won, it would have been just last, year. last year and he won the poll the last two years in a row. I think, I think he might, it might be three. I think it might be three. Um, um Definitely has something figured out there. He's always some, someone to be uh, contended with. A uh, little bit of respect, too, when we're going up and down the, uh, the pit road there last year. And, you know, he's got nice stuff. He has a lot of resources, obviously, but he was also one of few drivers I saw actually, you know, crawled up underneath the car doing something to it in his fire suit. So uh, I respect that. And uh, obviously, he's pretty good at what he does. And maybe he figures it out this year and gets it done. Yeah, I'm going to... Uh... You want to pick yours, Brad, or you want me to go? No, you can you can go. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick William Byron because I don't know how you pick anybody else. Um, he's won just about every time he's jumped into Donnie Wilson 24. Um, allegedly, Rudy Fugel and the Hendrick boys have that thing over at Hendrick Motorsports right now. Donnie didn't quite have enough crew for all the cars. They're bringing like 13 of them, I think. Um, not that I'm rooting for William Byron because I'm really not. I'm actually really not rooting for any of the cup guys. I would rather see a short track guy win it. But uh, this is pretty much a cup light race is what I've been calling it. Um, doesn't quite excite me like it does you guys. It would, I'm sure it would be cool to go, and I want to go someday. Just to say I've done it, but this race really doesn't doesn't uh, get my horses running. 
Like uh, I said, it's I, 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 we have a, a group chat that Brad and I are in and we name it something different every day. And I named it the elitist late model race week uh, today. Cause it's really what it is. Uh, maybe not a, maybe not a popular opinion, but I agree 110% what Scott Tapley says. If they ran this race in the middle of the summer, no one would give a shit. The only reason people give a shit is because it's going on this weekend. Well, I mean, I think it's a combination of it's a pretty much an off week for anything else. The season's pretty much over. You have all the NASCAR guys that are able to kind of come down and, and participate in it. And, um, you know, because of that, it, it creates its own buildup, you know, looking forward to it all year as well, too. And then you do have the, you know, quite the squad of cup guys. I mean, we've got what William Byron, I think. Yeah. I got the list right here for cup guys. You got William Byron, you got, uh, Con- um, Noah Gregson, Eric Jones. Uh, you got Brad Keselowski. Um, I think that's all of it for cup drivers. You got Derek Krause, truck driver, um, which you, uh, breaking news you'll hear he's racing in the second part of the show, but got some local flavor. Obviously our, our pal, Derek Griffith, DG 12, um, he's going down there to run brand new race car for those guys. Get uh, Johnny Clark's driving uh, the uh, Port City house car, number 54. Oxford 250 winner Cole Butcher also going to be there. He'll be a threat to win like always. And then you got your your typical favorites, Ty Majeski, Ty bum deal. He won the Bill Begley Memorial this past weekend and got disqualified for a gun drill three-quarter inch bolt, which is absolutely stupid, but a rule's in a rule. Um, and that's a... Uh, that's a $30,000 mistake. I'm sure Toby Noodleman would like to have back. Uh, naturally, Stephen Nassie is also on the entry list. Um, Preston Peltier. Um, we got Josh Berry. I assume it, it's that Josh Berry. Yeah. I, don't know what other, I don't know what other Josh Berry it would be. Bubba Pollard, uh, he's also on the list. He'll be a threat to win. Um, yeah. Not, the usual, uh... usual contenders. Not to go unnoticed, uh, Gio Ruggiero was uh, always going to run the Snowflake 100, but uh, saw recently that his name was added into the Snowball Derby as well. So uh, another local flavor guy and uh, the uh, sponsor of uh, the last handful of shows and a handful of shows coming up. Mike Hopkins going to be running the Snowflake 100 as well. Always uh, has some pretty solid runs down there. Haven't seen him in uh, uh, attendance to a lot of races, I feel like, that we would have throughout the year. So Looking forward to uh, getting back down there. He's always fast wherever he goes. But um, going back to picks, I am going to go not really super off the board, but I am going to go with William Sawalich, who has uh, been on a absolute mission um, throughout this year and uh, probably a little bit of last year as well. I didn't really know his name till uh, fairly recently, but he's been really fast. Races for Donnie Wilson a lot. And uh, when William Byron's not in the car, he's usually the one parking in victory lane. So little local or young phenom, not a, not one of the NASCAR guys. Uh, I would pick Derek, but he's had a pretty tough year and I, he doesn't need me to jinx him to uh, make it any worse, but I got some bad news, Bradley. What? Um, as of five days ago, William Sawalich racing on Twitter. Uh, as most of you know, my wreck at the all American 400 resulted in a concussion. I'm looking at the big picture and have decided to sit out of the snowball derby this year. It is my responsibility to be the best I can for the race teams and sponsors that are supporting me in 2023. So it sounds like Bob and I got our points back for the picks from the NASCAR. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brad just picked a guy that's not even going to be there. That that didn't that that doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> he bumped uh, his dome. Well, you'll have that nowadays in big time auto racing. 
Um, Back in my day, it, it wasn't cool to have a concussion, so I was forced to race two weeks later. Well, I don't even I don't even want to rate. I don't want to pick any of like our friends that are racing because like I feel like if they you know just get absolutely smoked, it's going to be like kind of on me. You know, it will um, be your fault. It'll definitely. That's how. Just your prototypical fade, Brad. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, that's uh, that's brutal because I was uh, who I was eyeing the whole time, and uh, you guys obviously went with two uh, pretty solid fucking names there. Um, I mean, shit. I I don't know I mean, that he's. You, you got Connor Okrezik who won, I think, what was it the tr- the truck trunk race, and then did pretty all right in the. Uh, I think the flake, right? And then you got obviously Bubba Pollard, but he's always hit or miss, I feel. Yeah. Hasn't won it. Josh yeah. Barry's one tough, tough to not pick at anything really. Give me uh give me the uh, twenty-two of Sammy Smith because those uh two specific Donnie Wilson cars sounded like absolute fighter jets last year. They so do sound. <laughs> we're uh we're gonna we're gonna pick the missile and uh hope that this one is uh the as fast as the one that hit the Pentagon. <laughs> Ooh. No. <laughs> I thought it that, was a plan, Brad. That that joke didn't really land just like all those planes. <laughs> oh, oh, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. All right, Charlie, how can you make this even worse? It's up to you. <laughs> With an ad read. Uh yeah. So anyway, <laughs> this, this, these next couple uh, interviews are brought to you by a specific uh, company, a uh, specific company that actually bailed our ass out this past weekend. So if we uh, if we're going to go into weapons here, I'm going to talk about the company that worked on the furnace here at the old uh, compound about nine months ago, give or take uh, back in February. I spent uh, almost two grand on uh, getting you know, an expansion tank, a pump, all sorts of shit. Uh, so I was really pumped after working a nice quick, you know, 13 hours on Friday, another quick 11 on Saturday uh, to wake up Sunday, seeing my breath in my goddamn bedroom. I wasn't too pumped about that. So I called the company that worked on it back in February. Say their name. And the, uh, Gammon's HVAC. They can get fucked. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, they told me uh, because it was an after hours call on a weekend, it was going to cost me $837 for them just to show up and maybe figure out what was wrong with the furnace that they last touched in February. And I was like, no, that how about no? They're like, okay, well we can show up tomorrow as in today, Monday, and it'll be $130 to get you an answer because you're already a customer with us. Otherwise it's typically almost $400. I said, no, we're, no, I just spent $2,000 on this fucking thing. And I see my breath, not even a year later. I'm, I'm pretty fucking upset. So that basically went nowhere. And uh, I put a Facebook post up cause I'm 75 years old. And I complain about my furnace online now. And uh, I didn't even think of it, but good old pal, friend of the program, Tony Pearson has Pearson heating and cooling where he showed up in about an hour or so, came down the stairs here, saw the compound for the first time, was nice and pumped, brought his kid, and uh, basically found out that the last people that touched the furnace are the ones that fucked it up. They shut the water off, it lost pressure to it, which then turns the furnace off. And I know just enough about the heating system of this house to blow us all up and send us into orbit, which is why I don't really fuck with it. So he showed up, 
uh, that, that worked his magic, did some voodoo, turned some switches, fixed some other stuff, and uh, now we have heat again. So uh, shout out Pearson Heating and Cooling. Uh, they provide HVAC repair, installation, and maintenance services in the Steep Falls and Lewiston, Maine areas. Uh, you can count on them to keep you comfortable at home during hot summers and freezing winters. Uh, please use the form on their website to email them. You can also call them at 207-329-6388. Again, that's 207-329-6388. Tony Pearson is the fucking man. He plays in the weekly football pick'em contest that I'm in, and he's so much better at it than I am. It's kind of frustrating. Also, fun fact, uh, the WizKid car that my father purchased for me to race that I inevitably slammed in the back of Louie uh, Anderson's daughter under yellow on the backstretch was actually Tony Pearson's car that his kid drove at one point. So, And that car that you hit was supposed to be my WizKid car. And uh, then it was uh, sent on a boat to China, and I'm assuming razor blades by now. So. <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, things come full circle. And uh, again, shout out Tony Pearson's HVAC and uh, whatever it's called, heating and cooling or whatever. You get it. Yep. So that uh, I believe Tony's actually a friend of the program or pal on Patreon as well. So um, obviously uh, for those that are hearing this now, it's going to be a little tough, but we'll uh, probably uh, try to figure out how we can incorporate the snowball derby like we had the last few years uh, into the uh, Patreon pals i'm trying to get so let's see if there's 60 entries you could probably just do 60 entries to the snowball derby or uh maybe we'll just i don't know it's got to be tough it's very difficult to try to get people's names and then people paired with another driver and it's just it's a whole thing so maybe we'll just pick someone's name we'll just go straight down the entry list and uh hopefully your driver shows up if not well then that's a tough one um but uh We'll, uh, we'll try to figure out some way to incorporate the pals and we'll give away like a hoodie or something. What did we do last year? We did like, they everybody got one from each race and it was an average of the two or something like that. Yeah, you got you got like a, a qualifying spot. Whoever started in like 15th or whatever fucking... Yeah, why don't we just do it that way? How, however many they start, just do one through 40 and then that's your, whoever qualifies, that's your driver. Sweet. Yeah, we'll do something like that and uh, yeah, the winner will get like a hoodie or something. I like it. We'll do something along those lines. I hope too. you guys can see the cat batting the microphone away from me. Yeah, we can. With her with her face. Yeah, Millie's uh, making her podcast debut. Is that still Millie? Uh, this one's Milo, my other one. Uh, I can only see the very top of its head. Um, and uh, yeah. Oh, there, oh, it, there is. it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little chonk. Little chonk. <laughs> she's, uh, she's healthy. <laughs> she's, she's comfortable, Bob. Back she has never skipped a meal. Yeah, <laughs> back in the 1800s would have been a fucking king or queen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, this has uh, been the intro. We're looking forward to going to the snowball derby, but now uh, we're gonna have a nice little Zoom call uh, for all the all, all you listeners to listen to Freddie Kraft and Timmy Salamito uh, make us laugh for a good little while, and we look forward to the snowball derby. And uh, next time we're uh, are we doing it from Florida? Or are we going to come back and do a Tuesday show? I'll come back and do a Tuesday show. That's fair enough. So yeah. uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. All right. So uh, as we just alluded to, we have a pretty action packed uh, interview, I guess you could say. Uh, this is the first time we've had five faces on the screen. Uh, you know, you have the us typical three idiots, but below us, we have Freddie Kraft and Timmy Salamito. Uh, all sorts of stuff to uh, talk about, catch up on. But uh, first off, let's talk about the old uh, Islip 300. Uh, Freddie, I heard you had an eventful day. I wasn't even there that long. 
I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, we started the race, and then before we could get away from all the idiots, they wrecked us. Basically, is what happened. Oh. Jimmy Jimmy jumped the start on Timmy, and then decided he was going to be nice for some reason for the first time in his life, and let Timmy get back get back next to him, and then that put us in position to get wiped out by some other guys. So it was unfortunate. Jimmy should have just been an asshole like he always is, and he decided not to be. And yeah. We paid the price for it. Easy on the idiots emphasis. The uh, the S. You just need to drop the S off it. Idiot. Well, yeah, we did. Like it, it. Like there's there was a couple in play there. There was one major one, but right. That's what it is. You know, you can't get three wide unless you get taken high enough for the guy to get under under their riverhead. So it's pretty self-explanatory what happened. But uh, well, it well, is. Jimmy looked like he got his steps in, so that's really all that matters. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on because, like, literally, as it was happening, we got ran up in one and two. The 92 got underneath JB, and I just said, just don't wreck. Just don't. All right, we're done, guys. Like, right. like, Jimmy was literally just trying to get the hell away from everybody, and and we couldn't, unfortunately. And by, so as soon as we wrecked, I was pissed off. I was walking back. If you guys – everybody but Bobby, I guess, been river. And I was behind the billboards in turn four, like, just walking back to the pits, pissed off. And I hear the race director, I saw my shit on. The race director is like, we, we, we need to calm this down. We need to get this clean. I'm like, what the hell is going on out there? So I kind of just peeked between the people that are standing on the fence, and I see Jimmy walking back down the back straightaway. I was like, oh, I bet that got exciting for a second. <laughs> and then all hell broke loose in the pit area and, and the rest of the night. So then I took – here's how here's how the ISO 300 went. I can give you the perfect description of the ISO 300. So we wrecked at lap, I don't know, Felt like lap three, but I guess it was probably lap 30-something. Uh, go back. We fight for about 20, 30 minutes. Um, I go to the trailer, talk to Jimmy for a little while, may or may not have drank a beer just to calm down, maybe four. Um, so then and I'm sitting there, and this is now probably an hour after we've wrecked. I'm still sitting at the hauler. Tommy's fixing the car. And I'm like, you know what? I, I can go help Timmy maybe. Like, I'm just not, not going to spot, but I'll just go up there and, like, if he needs anything or if I see something, uh, you know, I'll, I want – I need to help Timmy beat JB because I'm pissed at JB. So, I'm like <laughs> – so, I'm like, the race has got to be pretty much over. I'm surprised they hadn't pit yet. And an hour later, hour and change later, I get up there, and it's, like, lap 100. And I'm like, they've ran 40 laps in an hour? What fuck is going on on this racetrack? <laughs> So then like, I see Sean and we're talking about when Timmy should pit. And I'm like, he hasn't pit yet. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's only lap 130. I was like, yeah. So that was the ISO 300. And then I just was on the radio to watch Timmy uh, crash. Uh, crash. Right. Yeah. He, re- he got to restart fourth 27 times in a row and finally got tired of it. I think. We just need to want to restart in third and then I <laughs> would have been all right. But I decided to clean the front end off it early. Well, well so Timmy, that's, that's a good Timmy got super unlucky. Like, t- like Timmy, Sean was changing the right rear tire on Timmy's car. And when they hit the lugs, took them off. Timmy was leading. Timmy led the whole freaking race. Probably the best car there. Uh, and when they took the lugs off, one, they went to hang the right rear. There was a lug jammed behind the, between the wheel and the hub. And they couldn't get the right rear on. And that cost him all of his track position, basically. And he got majority of it back, but he just could not get one third place. <laughs> that we need yeah, yeah. But Instead, we ripped the right front off. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a pretty good segue. Uh, Timmy, walk us through your Iceland three hundred. <laughs> uh, we had a good day, you know. Uh, we qualified up front, ran all right, and then uh, 
I don't know, I was cruising under yellow at like lap 130 and I hear, yo, dickhead. And I'm like, man, that's, that's not what I said. I'm, I'm pretty sure you said dickhead. I'm like, man, I'm like, that voice sounded kind of familiar, but I, I'm thinking, I'm not thinking anything of it. All I know is they were brawling on the pits, you know? So I'm like, ah, that ain't nobody I fucking know. Maybe it's some bleed over from another channel. So I'm like, I let it go. And then I heard, yo, dickhead, it's me. So I'm like, Freddie? So uh, he jumped on to give me a hand and uh, it went well. We cruised back through the pack after having a pit malfunction and uh, we got the fourth and he warned me a couple of times that the 07 wasn't having the best starts, but you know, 20 to go and uh driver has brain fade once in a while so i uh i gassed it up and the 07 spun spun the wheels missed a shift and we all ended up in the fence so it was uh exciting to say the least but we didn't get the uh the finish that we deserved i don't think but we uh nonetheless had a good time had a few laughs and drank a few beers uh more importantly i i think uh freddie brad remembered to get the steak tips this time right yeah, I told I sent him a text on like Friday night, and I said there I sent him a picture of my steak tips. I think I think it was Friday, and we went there. Uh, and I sent him a picture of my steak tips and said they were the, the grilled cheese was sold out tonight, so I had to try something new. Uh, the kids menu they didn't have the kids menu wasn't available. Um, the damnedest thing I seen is Spencer ordered I don't know three cows worth of steak tips. <laughs> like every time the girl like I would order a beer, he would order. Steak tips i'm like i got another beer he get yeah another steak tip and i'm like i'm Wait, pretty what? sure he had a 214 dollar bill in steak tips <laughs> if i remember correctly yeah yeah he did and he so we woke up that morning and uh we stayed like i don't know where exactly it was but it was like 15 minutes in the other direction of where uh the restaurant was so we had obviously talked uh to timmy about him showing up and we we're already going to meet freddie and megan so we, we end up showing up there we have an order of steak tips and spencer's like what, what time do you think that we're gonna you know leave i just you know i'm trying to figure out like what time i'll get home I was like, oh, I'll probably watch the one o'clock slate, leave, you know, 334, uh, something like that. Then you showed up at 330 right on the dot, and we just started doing shots, spent two more cows, and then we ended up leaving the restaurant at 630. So we took like the eight o'clock ferry across and got home at 2 a.m. So it just happens, you know. It's Hopefully all it was well worth it. It was. It was. Yeah, I didn't I I would have been a little bummed out if you hadn't showed up though, because we were waiting on that and uh Spencer was trying to get out of there, I think, but you you uh definitely Got his tab uh, a little elevated. A couple more orders of steak tips. Yeah, we hustled him back in on that. Bradley, look, Bradley looked down one time and he's like, "If all right, uh, let, we should probably go." And then we they look at their watch and it's like, "Oh, well, it's six fifteen. Now we probably ain't gonna make the seven. Let's just stay for another <laughs> hour and we'll leave." And like, <laughs> That's exactly like, how it works. Like they're just going straight up the boat schedule. I'm like you could probably make it. No, well, we'll just stay for like 45 more minutes and then we'll make the other one easy. I'm like, all right, whatever you guys want to do. I'll like, be here like all day anyway. So. It's like your alarm in the morning going to work. You're like, I, I'll, I'll lay here like five, ten. Ah, I can, I can get another hour out of this. <laughs> That's pretty much how I want. We put in such a long shift, though, that we ended up working through a shift change. So we had to pay our first tab. And so I remember like seeing that one and I'm like, oh, I got out of there pretty easy. And then I forgot that I kept going up to the bar and just giving him my card for everything else. And so I'm just swiping it over and over and over again. And I'm like, holy fuck, I spent $350 of diggers last night. And it happens. <laughs> it happens every time I'm there, actually. They, they got to kick the lights on somehow. And uh, so it sounds like it sounds like it kept up in business. I think we were the only ones there. So that's probably a good thing that we ran all our tabs up that eye. One of my favorite memories was when we went there last year and they weren't even open yet. And they're like, yeah, we'll be open in like 30, 40 minutes. So we went and pre-gamed getting drunk at the bar in the parking lot of the bar. And, uh, yeah, yeah that was enough. 
<laughs> we'll do a lot of tailgating and poor practice. Kind of a fucking problem. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, th- then uh, then the turkey derby happens, correct? So uh, again, another one that I missed, unfortunately. So how how was that? What did I miss? Well, I mean, if you guys were there, you would know. I mean. <laughs> I'd rather you. And it was too fucking cold last year. I froze my ass off last it year. I'm nice doing that again. Year. Yeah, it that figures. That makes sense. 50 degrees. Yeah. It's beautiful. You got to trade one of them out. It's either the Arctic Tundra or Jimmy wins, and we party until 3 30 in the morning. <laughs> we did that anyway. <laughs> Guess we should have gone. Bob, Bobby and I, the, I think. We'll get them next year. Yeah. the fri- We're on an every other year schedule. We're like the fucking. What's the sports team that does that? Giants or something? Um, in baseball. I don't know. Some sure. close. I, I hear I yeah. that shit up all the time. I try to pretend like I care about baseball. Ah, uh, but yeah, Bobby and I on like last Friday were like, we have no plans next weekend, and Bobby's like, want to just go to the Turkey Derby? I was like, yeah, <laughs> not gonna do that, right? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Eight and a half hour drive. We're all set. But uh, I mean, pretty solid day. Both cars ended up rolling back into the trailer, I guess. But uh, unfortunately, neither ended up. Uh, victorious i guess timmy obviously you go and uh park the thing second looked uh pretty solid all day just like the uh the ice slip but at least uh you know at least he didn't rip the right front off a bit right yeah we had all four still left on her after this weekend so that's uh always a good thing so after the 300 it kind of needed somewhat of a clip so i said well screw it if we go to turkey derby and clean the clip off completely i won't feel as bad but uh luckily enough we <laughs> we kept all four on it um i did cause the park lot on the front straightaway um i squeezed kraus up in a fence and caused a big shit storm behind me it was actually pretty funny after was- the race i was i was uh you know like kraus is a cool guy you know so i felt bad went over like dude sorry you know apologize that i got in here um he was apologize ready. to the other 47 people you read <laughs> no no well this is where i'm going with it so um you know, I was like, ah, sorry, you know, I apologize, whatever. I ripped the sway bar arm off his car. He wasn't having the apology, but it was all right. So uh, I'm like walking through the pits after to go take a piss. And I'm like, man, nobody's really even fucking saying, hey, good run. So pretty sure the rest of the 47 other competitors were pretty pissed off that I ran out of talent a little bit. But it's all right. You know, I mean, the other 27 guys ran out of talent one day, too. It just happened to be my day. That's all. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that was all good. <laughs> so uh, all all eyes into jimmy was um you know we we were front row we were on the outside we were a leader and timmy was second we took off and i think timmy might have thought he was clear or heard he was clear and uh he wasn't and um there was literally a parking lot on the front straightaway of the turkey derby with 37 i said "Ooh, uh yeah well actually baldwin was the first one baldwin's like jesus christ salomio just made a right i was like "Yeah." (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like. It was like. a rough one. I uh, I did that one time in, like, my first modified race. I started, like, handicapped fucking last. And, like, this this guy that lives down the road from us, he uh, he was on my outside. And uh, I got a little free up off a of turn to a riverhead. And I, I just shithoused this guy. I mean, clean <laughs> clean the whole right side off his car, you know. And he's, like, a family friend of my dad's. So, um I'm like, I felt like, like the little rubbage. And then next thing you know, the caution lights were on and I, Jared Hayes was actually spotting for me. A good friend of Freddie's. And I came on the radio. I said, did I do that? He's like, no, no, no. And I came around and I seen the fucking right side peeled off this guy's car. I'm like, I totally just shit house that guy. So, uh, yeah, he didn't talk to me and he, he, I don't think he's raced since, honestly, I think I wrecked him that bad that he hasn't even come back since. And that was like 2009. So, Who was it? um, uh, Tony and Ella, 
Yeah. Oh, he has been gone yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Poor guy. Forever. Actually, he was at the 300 this weekend, and I did say hello. He hung out by the trailer for about 10 minutes or so. He might have had PTSD, but uh, <laughs> I did totally shithouse him. So, yeah, I gave it a rookie move on the one restart. Um, I uh, got called clear, and um, I went to go to the top to protect, and I protected and wrecked half the field. But um, nonetheless, great protection. Good, good day for us. And uh, you protected. I protected. <laughs> yeah, I protected a lane and a half and wrecked half the field. So, um, nonetheless, it was it was a good day. I didn't collect my payout yet, so I don't know if it's going to be minus a sway bar arm and whatever else I ruined on the twenty four. But it was uh, it was a good day for us. Well, obviously, I'm not a competitor, and uh, it sounds like you didn't get enough congratulations. I'm just uh, actually an enduro truck driver. Uh, I've been oh, told geez. so uh congratulations on finishing second that was uh so that was part of uh maybe uh the, the Iceland 300 recap that we first brought up i was uh i was called an enduro truck driver so my thing's not an enduro truck it's got race wheels and hoosier tires on it he can fuck off <laughs> i also i also drove that enduro truck and it was more than an enduro okay it was a legitimate finely crafted race pickup truck <laughs> was it cheated up Oh, yeah, but it only ran on three cylinders. So what what I did and what Brad had already done before he had it um, was canceled out by the fact that we were down a cylinder. But you'll uh, you'll have that. <laughs> it's tough when there's only four because one is 25 percent instead of 12. So it's a it's a pretty big on the power. It made up for the fact that it had cut springs and soft tires on it. But don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't tell people that. Did you ever get caught? No, there was like nine of them um, when Brad ran weekly. And then the the race that I ran, it was the end of the year. They threw the eligibility rules out the window. And then all the Oxford guys showed up. So there was like 20 of us. And this fucking thing, like I said, down a cylinder. I couldn't keep up with last place, but they kept having yellows at the end. So I just left it in second gear and jumped every restart and drove to fifth. So. <laughs> I was going to school in Pittsburgh at the time. Bobby's like, oh, I just got the $50 check. You want me to just mail it to you? <laughs> <laughs> the postage is just as much. <laughs> Not too worried about it. But uh, so, Freddie, you uh, you guys seem to have a pretty quick card the Turkey Derby this week. I, I was trying to, I was like in the middle of a Coles trying to like watch the stream, which is already a ship show. So I uh, didn't really see what ended up happening with you guys, but obviously you guys are running up front and would you end up finishing fourth on the day? Who the fuck is the Coles? Why do you not go to Coles? Have you ever been there? They give you free over there. <laughs> I haven't been to Coles. Damn. <clears throat> I know. You Basically should, free. You should give it a shot. They had like 50% off everything. And I wasn't even buying anything. It was all my girlfriend Amanda was buying stuff. But then she goes because she had like $30 Coles cash or whatever the fuck that is. And then we got up to the front and like everything was already half off. The lady's like, go on Coles.com. We're like, what? She's like, go on, go on Coles.com. Uh, bring up the coupon. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, go on Coles.com. There's a 20% off coupon. Show me the barcode. Scanned it, fucking everything was again like 70% off. It was the most bizarre system in the world. They she spent like $120 and it ended up costing her like seven. It was phenomenal. But that's beside the point. I bet Timmy and Freddie really wanted to come on here tonight so you could talk about shopping at Kohl's. <laughs> well, if I'm gonna get roasted, I gotta fucking up my The last time I was at Kohl's, I bought a hundred dollar what those Eddie fucking Hoosen fucking suits or whatever for a banquet. And we ended up getting in a good old fashioned Donnybrook in the old port and mm -hmm. had like fucking 50 people get kicked out of Oasis. And I went the last time I was at a Coles, I returned the suit and said it was ripped while I was dancing. Mind you, it was covered in, 
piss and puke and blood and fucking everything and shredded and I think an arm was missing, but that's fine. that was the last time I was at a cold. Yes, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> what, are, what about you guys? Do you guys have any Coles department store stories, or or do we want to keep going about the turkey derby? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, either one. I'm sure I could. Get, I'll bring Megan downstairs. I'm sure she could talk about Coles for a little. Yeah, while. what's what's the best purchase she's ever made at a department store? <laughs> Probably Freddie. <laughs> I was a mannequin at the Smith Haven Mall in Long Island. She All right. Me up. I did see you over there. That's right. <laughs> Commander, you're gonna put uh, turkey derby. Turkey derby sucked. <laughs> That's all. I mean, we were fast. Uh, we had the idea that we were gonna try to get to the lead as soon as possible. So we, I don't know. I think we were leading on lap five from sixth. Uh, smashed into Timmy on the way by. Maybe, <laughs> sure did. Maybe ran Hirschman in the wall once. Um, um, but we were pretty much determined that we were gonna get the lead and control the race. And then we kind of did the same thing. We kind of rode out front with Timmy. We, I, I knew that. Timmy was kind of in the same ballpark we were. It's a 150 lap where he got, you know, three tires at some point. Uh, and we, uh, yellow came out. It was, it was weird because I thought about it. We got to about lap 70 and our, our car was really good. I felt like, I'm sure Timmy felt like his was good. Matt's was obviously always good. Um, and I was just like, if we can just stay out front of this race and we all come in at the same time for tires, I don't know that anybody can beat us, you know, if, if, with Jimmy bleeding. And if, if they're equal cars, if Jimmy, Timmy and, and Matt have equal cars, Jimmy's hard to beat if he's out front. Um, so, you know, that's kind of was our plan to just get control of the race, keep control. And I, like at lap, I want to say it was like lap 65, 70. I was like, we don't need a caution right now. Like the last thing I need is a caution right now, because that makes us have to make a decision that we don't want to make. And it wasn't th- three laps later. I think it was like lap 73, the yellow came out and I was like, fuck. Uh, I don't know what to do. And the number, our number's always been around 80, 90. If you can push it to 100, it also depends on, like, how many cars are left. Luckily, Timmy wiped out half the field for a lot of us. Um, so it kind of made some of the decision-making a little bit easier. Um, but it's just one of them things where if we don't, we are we were bound and determined to keep control of the race. So if we stay out and they pit, we just gave up control of the race because when we pit, now they're in control and we got to go get them again. Um, so we just decided we were going to pit and it was too early. Uh, we knew it was too early, but we, we were hoping if we pit, maybe they'd come with us and they didn't, nobody did. Uh, Eddie McCarthy and, and Eric Lutz were the only ones I think that came with us. And, uh, so then we just kind of rode and <clears throat> we were, we were just riding around in the back with McCarthy and Lutz. Lutz took off on the way that he thought he was going. We passed him back in 10 laps and he burned his shit up, but, we were probably three, like if when we finally started, the, we, we I talked to Tommy on the radio and I said, I said, at some point we're going to have to go because it's it's green and we're going to need 20, 30 laps to run them guys back down if, if we don't get a caution. Um, I said, what do you think? And he, he didn't really know. He said, you know, we kind of made our bed. Do we just sit here and wait for a caution? And I was like, well, I don't know if one's coming. It's kind of strung out. I don't, they're not going to wreck. They're like, there's nobody really battling each other. So with about 25, 30 to go, I just told Jimmy, let's go for it, see what we can see, see what we can do, and hope the yellow doesn't come out. So we when we took off, Matt was going into three. We were off of four, and we took off and, and started busting off some laps, and uh, we made it to about a half a straightaway. We drove up to fourth. I don't even know where we were running. I don't know, 12, something like that. We drove to fourth, and we were within a half straightaway of Matt and Timmy and uh, Anthony DeCesley, 
he decided that he needed to spin out, get his tires because he was running 14th in a 13 car race at that point. And uh, I don't even know if he was on the lead lap or not, but yeah, so he intentionally spun himself out to draw a caution with, I don't know, 18 to go. And from that point on, we were, we had one hope and our one hope was, uh, Eddie McCarthy was decent. He, he ran with us. He kind of followed us through there. He was doing a really good job. He was the only one smart enough to just ride behind us when we came out of the pits knowing that we had a plan of what we were going to do and hope to just ride and save our stuff. Some of the other guys took off and wiped their, wiped their tires out. So when the yellow came out, I'm like, if I just get like three or four guys to stay out with us here, we may have a shot to get away before they can get through traffic. And um, unfortunately, Eddie was the only one that stayed out. So I was like, well, that's not great. But if we just take the top, like early in the race, we were, Matt was third and we kept, just pinning Matt behind Timmy because we didn't want to drag Matt by Timmy. Um, so we would get a good restart. And then me and us and Timmy would be one, two, and we could ride from there. So I was like, well, we're, at least we got the 20 there. I, we can pick the top and pin Matt behind the 20. And then I think Andrew was fourth. You, you came out behind Andrew, right? Or run behind uh, Andrew? Yeah, Andrew had passed me a couple laps before that. Yeah. So Andrew was going to be fourth. And I was like, well, that's what we'll do. And we're coming down the back stretch. I wanted to go, and McCarthy shit blows up. And I'm like, Okay, like we're just done. Like this is like <laughs> I just this is not going to work out apparently at all. Like we're sitting here on seventy lap old tires compared to their stickers, and, and we're just done now. So unfortunately, didn't work out. If it would have stayed green, I think we would have won the race pretty easily. I look back, and Jim he was running like twelve sixties, and Matt was running thirteen forties or some shit like that. So it was going to be pretty exciting, but uh, some people need to decide the race for themselves. I, and I don't like, I went down and said something to Anthony afterwards and I'm like, I don't really care. Like I told somebody after the race, I was like, if he would have put tires on and came back and won the race, I'm a great move. But you can't, you spun yourself out to draw a caution to get tires. And you, you literally finished like, I don't even know where he finished 13th or 14th out of 14 cars on the lead lap. So uh, it was useless to me. I didn't, I didn't think I thought it was unnecessary, but people do what they got to do, I guess. And, that was our turkey derby sucked because obviously that was going to be a pretty important one to Jimmy and, and his family, but it is what it is. And we'll be back next year, but it was, uh, we just did the same thing. We went to Mulligans and made sure they ran out of beer as fast as possible and then hung out for a while with all the boys. But it was, uh, it was kind of a somber turkey derby this year. It would have helped a little bit to win our, our, our he ran the crate race, which I have no idea why he did that, uh, and ran like shit, got run over, got a left rear flat. And then uh, SK just wasn't great. SK was like a third or fourth place car, and that's where he finished, I think. So it is what it is. But, yeah, the, the Turkey Derby itself, I thought we had the best car or one of usually the top two or three best cars and and just kind of screwed up with the strategy a little bit. Well, in my intermittent being able to tune in uh, while I was in Coles, uh, Timmy, you looked like you were pretty up front. You must have been feeling like you had uh, one of the two or three best cars as well and uh, obviously end up finishing P2. Do you feel like you had something at the end or was it just not? Man, in the I'll tell you right now, I was huffing at the end, boy. I had the I had the visor up on the helmet and I was sucking as much wind as I could get in that damn thing. Uh, you know, for only running eight races a year, I was pretty happy with the performance, but, uh, you know, definitely need to get on the treadmill pretty quick here. So, um, unlike Freddie, I was happy to see the caution cause I was about out of tires. Cause, uh, you know, it's not hard to light my fuse when I'm out there. So I was digging right from the drop of the green, um, you know, kind of set pace with Jimmy. Uh, he threw that dive bomb into one kind of lit the fuse a little bit. So I ran him pretty hard, uh, for the first 80 laps or so. So, uh, we had pretty equal cars, which I, I was pretty excited about, you know, I mean, like I said before in my last, uh, BFP appearance i'm only a street stock guy out there racing with these tour guys so 
Um, I was happy to, to be able to uh, give him a bumper a few times here and there and, uh, you know, keep him on his toes. Same with Hirschman. Uh, felt like I did a pretty good job uh, up until I started getting free in there um, before the tire stopped that I, you know, I kept them guys on their toes. So that was cool. Um, you know, we were a little bit too tight after the stop, like I said earlier, um, but all in all, it was a, a good day for us. And uh, unlike Freddie, I was happy to see that yellow because I was hanging on. I was huffing before that, too, especially when it started to get loose. So um, wish I would have had a little bit more in a tank for Hirschman at the end. But uh, any day that I can beat Freddie at Turkey Derby, I'm pretty happy about it. Talking about uh, running seven or eight times a year, you're going to give mom a heart attack this year running indoor shit or what? Uh, I do have an offer on the table right now uh, about doing maybe some indoor racing, but um, I don't know if she's in the background listening, but I'd probably be dead if she she heard that. So um, <laughs> we will have to have her contact my people and uh, we'll see what type of deal we can work out and see if I could live for a few more months. Jay, you, you were you were a winner at Syracuse. I, don't, I think you got this indoor shit figured out. I was, I was prelim night, you know, uh, it's, it's really fun when you win races like three weeks after they're over. Those are really my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I got that <laughs> one in the mail. Uh, still haven't seen the trophy, but it's all right. You know, we'll, we'll take it. Uh, kind of like you, you know, uh, I thought I was going to be second place and here I am the winner three weeks later. <laughs> did you win? Did you win a race like that, Bob? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> the uh, the week before championship night, I had taken the point lead over. I finished second to a guy, and uh, the kid ended up winning the championship. He was like fourth or fifth, so I got got a pretty good little gap on him and thought I was going to be in good shape for championship night. And then uh, they called me three days after the race and said something was up, and then 10 days after the race, they said that I got the win, and then miraculously I had to start last on championship night instead of six where I qualified and uh, lost the championship. Well, I mean, if you finish second 37 times in a season, you're bound to win one by disqualification. <laughs> well, I was really hoping I was going to fucking like Mark Martin, the thing right to a championship. And my plan was my plan was going great until it wasn't. And uh, uh, tough break. A guy allegedly had nitro in his fuel. Uh, it's star. It was awfully convenient. There was one disqualification all year. Uh, anyway. Uh, Timmy, it sounds like you're going, you're going indoor racing. That sounds exciting too. But, uh, uh, what are your plans moving forward after that? What's 2023 look like for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. I'll be honest with you. I, I was just happy that it came out of the trailer with four tires on it after Turkey Derby. So, I uh, pushed it back in the shop. Uh, she's going for a front clip and a, a, a nose alignment. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And, uh, I don't know, we'll rebuild it. My old man's getting cut apart. Uh, his back's all banged up. So he's going to be down for the count for a few months. So, um, TBD, man, don't really know where the hell I'm going to end up, but, uh, if we can, uh, continue with the speed that we had to end the year to start next year, I think, uh, we'll be in pretty good position to hopefully win a few races next year. And, uh, hopefully, uh, not tear the wheels off it too much. So you want to, you want to tell these guys your speed secret for the season? Uh, not getting my personal nose fixed. Yeah, no. So no, can, no, 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 It's your quarter panel. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Freddie did bring up a good point. I, I was fast this year. We led, we led, uh, I'd say actually like 75% of the races I was in this year. I led, there was only two races this year that I did not lead. I didn't win shit, which really sucks, but, um, I did have a nice couch racer sticker right on the right rear quarter panel. Um, and, uh, Freddie says that's what made me fast. So half a second. I guess we're going to have to probably put that back for next year. But uh, when I was younger, the speed secret was not getting my nose fixed because I have a severely deviated septum and uh, I got it fixed once and I ended up breaking it. And then we started winning races again. So Freddie swears that I have to race with a broken nose. Yeah. 
So that's what I thought he was talking about. You were born to be ugly. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you had a pretty solid run with the uh, BFP sticker at last Turkey Derby. Uh, just one of those small little heats, adhesive ones. Freddy's are worth half a second. Ours are worth a tenth. So, yeah. Well, you guys better mail me a few. <laughs> we can we can make that happen and uh we gotta you know hopefully the, the first time we'll be seeing you in uh 2023 obviously tbd uh there'll be a racetrack that has palm trees surrounding it we got to work on a bfp t-shirt design and uh it's gonna little miami vice little miami vice yeah, yeah for sure we got to do that yeah we, yeah, we to... might end up out down there at smyrna we'll see uh i'm supposed to go down there and hang out for a little while anyhow so uh it would be cool to get the car down there so We'll see. Uh, I know my brother was pretty pumped up after the runs that we had towards the end of this year. And I uh, feel like we figured some things out as far as getting some better drive off the corner and whatnot. So uh, we definitely gained on it this year. And, uh, you know, I bumped my head a few times, but I guess I can still get the car around halfway decent. Yeah, before before we uh, went green at Syracuse, Freddie had texted me and told me to come over and tell you to keep your helmet in one piece. And uh, I walked over and you were in like a very uh, serious conversation with uh, the people that were uh, working on the thing all weekend. And I was like, you know what? The more I think about it, if I tell him this and then he does keep his helmet in one piece, I'm going to feel like a real jackass the rest of my life. So, yeah. Say that. Timmy has never been in a very serious conversation in his entire life, just no, so you know. No. Like, no matter what it looks like. He's never been in a serious conversation no. ever. Oh, yeah. There's not much serious. And, and that's that's what we love about him. We were in the middle of Applebee's. It turned into a stand-up comedy routine. It was unbelievable. We love we love comedy. That's that's why me and Freddie are together. I mean, after all, we, we did hire him. He was a little intoxicated. I was worried he wasn't even going to come to work the next week when I, uh, I asked him to spot. He was uh, pretty drunk. And um, the only reason he was spotting for me is because my father was spotting for me when I first started racing. And uh, I used to run like street stocks, I guess you would call them, but they had like nicer bodies on them and shit. And I used to race like I was in a video game. So I was coming down the back straightaway and there's this guy tore Foss and he was like, you know, the guy that you never <laughs> wanted to be behind. So all these guys are peeling for the bottom and I'm like, ah, it's like NASCAR 2003. I'll sail this thing out on the outside. I'll pick these spots off. I'll find a hole in line. If not, I'll make one. So I got down the end of the back straightaway at Riverhead and I pontoon this guy. I had to pit for hood pins I hit this guy so hard. I knocked the hood pins out of my own car. So I pitted for hood pins and uh, Freddie got extremely drunk that night. Um, shocker. And uh, he come over walking by and he said, uh, kid, you need a spotter. And uh, next thing you know, Freddie was spotting for me. He had his own cooler. We used to buy him a 24 pack of bud and uh, we used to go out right here somewhere. I think. Yeah. And we used That's to have a good time. That's how Freddie started spotting for me. So uh, speak, speaking of Freddie and spotting. Great now he's walking away. <laughs> Walks away as you're addressing him. I did write I did write down in my notes uh quote, I pontooned this guy for maybe a show title. I've never heard that one, yeah. but it does. Uh, I pontooned this dude. The hood pins were stuck underneath the bumper cover, and uh <laughs> my old man was so upset with me at the end of the night. He's like, You think you drive fucking like you think you're racing on a video game? And uh I mean, clearly, I mean that's kind of Every kid's dream, right? You race on a video game, you know? So I, I knocked the poor sucker out of the way. Uh, I probably wrecked three quarters of the field that day, too. And uh, I was, I went over and apologized, but I didn't want to find the, uh, I didn't want to try and find the hood pins. So we just bought some new ones. Salamito. Yeah, there it is. There it is. That was the first cooler we got them right there. Holy shit. That, that yeah. literally is Freddy's cooler. <laughs> that thing was, that thing's uh, probably 15, 20 years old now. Shit. I was say, you were 16 when you gave it to me. How old are you now? 40? Yeah. I'm about to. Yeah, I feel 40. Shit. I'll be 31 next week. Actually, Saturday. Fuck. I am getting old. 31. 
I was going to say, the only thing new on that thing is the couch racer sticker. I love that's it. That's it. Yeah. And the beer that's inside of it. Probably. <laughs> so uh, uh, we do have some Patreon questions. Uh, some of them pertain to both of you. Some of them pertain to only one each. But uh, Nate Barth would like to know, probably to Timmy, who is your favorite driver to race against? Uh, favorite guy to race against? Man, none of them are really my favorite. True uh, <laughs> Long Island fashion right there. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, favorite guy to race against? I actually, uh, I will say Ryan Priest. Uh, I feel like anytime me and him are up front battling, uh, we battle hard. Um, I feel like we're pretty similar driving styles we don't really give up very easily and uh it usually turns to be a pretty good race we had some real good races back when i was younger racing at riverhead i was a local guy he was the tour driver showing up so um he was actually really pissed at freddie that day because we blocked him for about 176 laps and almost won the tour race uh, but i would say ryan priest we always seem to have a pretty good battle he, he races clean he races hard he's aggressive i'm aggressive so i would have to uh i would have to give it to him I'm shocked it's not Jimmy. <laughs> Anytime me and Jimmy race, uh, Freddie usually ducks after because it usually turns into uh, an argument and a fight. But um, this weekend, it was uh, it was uh, pretty pretty cool, calm, collective. I mean, they did door bomb me going into one, lit the fuse a little bit. I pushed him down straight away a few times, but nothing nothing too intense. Uh, we've had it where I've come back on a rollback. We've had it where I've knocked Jimmy's left front off. Uh, we've had it where we're both screaming in each other's windows. So uh freddie uh freddie usually calls me about two weeks before the derby and gives me the typical like, are you racing derby and uh that's how he knows how his derby is usually going to go so <laughs> uh, there was a at some point in the middle of last week i think we've discussed having both of you guys on at the same time this is obviously before the race started and freddie's like well, that's probably gonna be either a win or a fight so oh yeah uh, was looking oh, yeah. for the content regardless and uh glad that both of you guys ended up unscathed yeah me and him run hard you know we raced each other hard uh we're pretty similar we're, we're both aggressive so um it's like two sticks of dynamite you know so freddie knows it and that's why freddie loves probably the both of us so uh when I, when I met timmy everybody called him timmy blew it like that yep. was that's how i met him that's how he got that's he popped up on my radar i knew his dad forever his dad raced uh, modifies what my the, when my dad was kind of racing um but like he was everybody called him little timmy blew it and he was he drew us this badass picture of our the twelve car TS uh, one day. So then I we watched watching him race and uh, seen he's an idiot and I figured he might need some help. But <laughs> and then he I thought I banged me. my head a few times back then. Little did he know. <laughs> well, he flipped. He like he flipped his charger car over the first time he ran it. Right, like yeah, literally yeah, first the first time, time I ran he got it. In it. It actually wasn't even mine. It was my brother's. So uh, we'll tell this story real quick. So. Uh, my brother gets this uh, hand-me-down street stock late model intermix from our cousins, Eric Goodale. Um, and back then, my mom ran the go-kart club. So uh, the guy that that ran the track, Bill Dennison, said, eh, if you guys want to come down and run a few laps with it, you know, so be it. So we went down there and they had the track set up for the go-karts, which had like hay bales and tires up against the concrete wall. So Sean goes out, he practices the car all day, he does really well. My dad's like, I was 14, I think, or yeah, 14. My dad goes, ah, this might be a good time. We'll put Timmy out there for a few laps, you know. So I was young. I barely even really knew how to drive a clutch. So I, I get out there. I'm turning some laps. I come on the radio. I'm like, yeah, you know, I had my fun. I'm good. My dad goes, man, you were just getting the hang of it. Give me like 10 more laps. So I'm like, all right. So I come down the front straight away. I end up getting a little too wide off the corner. What a shocker. Uh, drive it right into the hay bales. It picks the right side of the car up. I barrel roll this thing three times underneath the starter stand. There's not a tow truck in sight. 
All I see is this shit rolling all over the track. Tires, hay bales. The fucking roof is still on the car, so I couldn't have been too bad, you know? And uh, I'm sitting back facing turn three and four, and all these people are running at me, this big commotion. My brother is fucking livid. He, like, just looks over to my mom, apparently, hits her on the shoulder and goes, give me your keys, because she drove there separately. He fucking hightails it out of there. I wrecked this kid's fucking brand new to him, you know, street stock, limited late model. Uh, it was pretty badass. 14 years old, rolled it, no tow truck in sight. Uh, good thing it landed on all four. And we put it back in the trailer. My brother actually raced it the year after, but he was fucking hot. He was, <laughs> yeah, he was pissed. So I was 14. And uh, actually, my first nickname was the Roof Rider, not the natural, the Roof Rider. So uh, I rolled it, little Bondo, little fiberglass. We got it fixed up for him, uh, a few other things. And then actually, the year after he gave it to me in the first race, I destroyed the car off of turn four and uh, they threw it in the scrap pile. And I got, I had to get another one. So yeah, me and that car just didn't get along. Uh, fair, fair enough. Uh, next questions for Freddie. Uh, Sean Miner asks if you could choose the spot for any cup driver other than Bubba Wallace, who would it be? Uh, so obviously I get asked this question just about every time. Any Hamlin, any kind of Q and a <laughs> now that, uh, I always say Reddick, which is ironic now that he's at 2311. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty good buddies with Reddick. Um, and he's just a wheel man and it's somebody that I would, be looking would, would, would work with if uh, I wasn't with Bubba anymore. So uh, same answer hasn't changed in the last two or three years. Uh, Tyler Riddick. Fair enough. Uh, for Timmy, uh, Matt Seen's going to ask any unusual, funny or fucked up things customers have asked you to make over the years. Jeez. We get <laughs> fucked up requests all the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, not really. I mean, uh, we do what we do, you know, wraps, decals, apparel, um, shit like that. No, like, uh, dick stickers or anything like that? No, no dick stickers. I uh, haven't seen any of those. Um, stickers, if you will? Yeah, no, not really too many odd requests. Uh, lettered up a Crown Vic one day. We did letter up a Crown Vic. blew up this weekend. I don't know if you guys seen that. Yeah, we did. Uh, Just yeah, a, what a somber up, day. We have to pull, pour one out for the old three for yeah, day. Well, line well from our yeah. update on the last, uh, the last podcast we had, uh, Tom got his ass fired. So, um, <laughs> we don't think he's going to be able to afford another crown Vic. Um, so he's SOL heard. He was actually found walking on the side of, uh, the Jersey turnpike on the way home from Turkey Derby. But, um, yeah, you know, we, he, we, he got his ass like, fired. We like a Tom, but the, uh, the fired thing that makes sense. No, uh, <laughs> I so earlier today I completely forgot he didn't have a car or a reliable transportation to get there. Not that he would have been on time or anything, regardless, yeah. but uh I was trying to get him to go over to natural design and try to get his job back so that we'd have a little bit more podcast content. Cause I was just trying to see how <laughs> <laughs> trying to jazz it up. But Timmy, Timmy and his blood pressure, we got to keep that down nowadays. So it's good, probably good to talk. Yeah, so, yeah the, the blood pressure's been a little through the roof. So uh, we're not ripping back any tees today. I'm actually on the water kick here. Uh, gained, gained a few LBs. So, uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, I, last 20 laps of Turkey Derby, I had the visor open. I was sucking wind. So we can't have that any further. So uh, Tom back at Natural Design probably, probably would cause me to have a stroke. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave him home. Uh, actually heard he's back sweeping floors over at the nursing home. So <laughs> we're going to leave him there. Um, I mean, break we for probably that. should tell the listeners on why he got fired, but uh, that, that's probably up to you guys. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> a couple inches of water. 
Yeah. So I don't know if we told a story about, uh, so Tom had an issue of being late to work and I mean, we all love Tom, but, uh, so I don't know, four or five days before he actually was terminated for good. He, uh, he comes up with this whole story and I'm, I'm late to work most days myself. Cause I, I suck at getting out of bed. I'm a, I'm a night guy. So, you also um, play, so that's okay. Yeah, I'm watching the ring camera out the front of the shop. I see all the other guys roll in. No Tom, you know. So he had been warned about being late. And, oh, I'll go to bed earlier. I'll, uh, you know, I'll do this. I'll do that. And uh, so sure and shit, you know, 9, 9.05, 9.10, 9.15. Finally, Tom rolls in the shop. So he has this whole fabricated, well, he says it's not fabricated, but fabricated story that he got in his fender bender on the way to work. And, uh, you know, brings us outside to a shitty Crown Vic that has scratches all over it. And he's like, look at this scratch on the back bumper and the and the and the bumper bar. It's looser than it's been. You know, I got into a, a fender bender. I bumped into a guy. Some lady bumped into the back of me. This whole fabricated bullshit story. And uh, so he tells the guys, ah, I called my dad right away. And he said, just get to work. You know, so I, I got right to work. And, you know, I'm sorry, I'm 15 minutes late. So I hadn't been there yet. So the guys kind of told me the lowdown on the way in. So I said, well, shit, I'm going to call his old man. You know, I'm, I'm pretty friendly with his dad, his dad, my dad, best friends. So I call Butch and I'm like, actually, I texted him. I said, hey, you know, um, you know, uh, what time did Thomas leave the house today? You know, so we were we all knew he was going to be late. And, uh, you know, my blood pressure has already been elevated for the week. So he was going to get his ass reamed either way. So um I reached out to his dad and his dad's like, well, yeah, he actually left here at like 850 and he lives like 15, 20 minutes from the shop. So the timing worked out perfectly. So if he got into a fender bender, it, it couldn't have been much, you know? So um, long story short, I, he, he told the guys at the shop, oh, I called my dad and, you know, told my dad what happened. So I said to his dad, did you know that Tom got into a fender bender this morning? And he's like, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. He left here at 850. So it's 15 minutes to the shop. Yeah, no shit. He'd be late. So pretty much Tom's dad threw him right under the fucking bus and uh, I busted him on the way in the shop. And then uh, a couple of days later, the, the hose that he, so he does the washout of all the screens and the inks and, you know, the jobs that most guys don't want to do. Um, so I commend him for that, but the hose had a, like a bubble in it. So I told him here, here's the company credit card, go down to Lowe's, get the, get, get the right hose and change it out. So he, uh, he went down got the hose and um, he didn't get the right hose. Didn't, didn't tell anybody just threw the hose up on the shelf and uh, never changed the hose out. So I, I thought the issue was rectified. I come in, uh, I worked late the night before till, I don't know, 12, one o'clock in the morning, went home. Uh, Justin Brown that works for me calls me and he's always playing practical jokes. He's like, dude, you need to get down here. The shop's fucking flooded. And I'm like, yeah, good, good joke. It's 6.45 in the morning. I'm going back to bed. I'll be there at 9, 9.30. And he's like, no, nah, dude, I'm not joking. I'm like, no, you, you, you're fucking with me. It's not flooded. I said, I gave Tom the company credit card. He changed the hose out. No, he didn't change the hose out. So needless to say, it had three inches of water throughout the shop and it flooded the landlord's office. So, uh, and my landlord, um, he flies off the fucking deep end, uh, over the stupidest shit. So I'm like, man, all right, I'll be down. So I got in the truck, jumped in my truck. I figured I'd get halfway to work before I called the landlord. Cause I didn't want to have to fist fight anybody at 7am. I figured we'd wait till 730. <laughs> and uh so i called him on the way he basically told me pack my shit and get the fuck out and uh try getting a hold of tom three four times he didn't show up to even help us uh clean the shop up so yeah he got a little screaming action told him don't come back around so uh tom's mia we, we missed tom a little bit but i don't you know we called him the tax liability or the uh the write-off and uh he actually turned out to be the, the write-off so it cost me 
a couple thousand dollars, but uh, we're still alive over at Natural Designs. Just uh, no Tom. It, it was going to kill Timmy, but there was numerous times in our Snap group that we were wondering how that app was still free because that could oh. on MTV or yeah, the content was great. Oh, yeah. yeah, we we actually have a whole video uh, of Tom's mess ups, uh, you know, like with music and all. Um, <laughs> pretty comical, but I'm pretty sure our our group chat has seen it. But it's definitely not PG friendly for for Facebook or anything like that. So we we could probably sell that twenty nine ninety nine, like OnlyFans twenty nine ninety nine, TTMG OnlyFans. Uh, his mistakes and natural designs <laughs> sixty nine dollars a month. <laughs> Uh, so for Freddie, Matt seen again, uh, wants to know what your go-to bar food is when you're absolutely fucking hammered. Steak tips. <laughs> Steak tips is only diggers. I mean, I guess, I'm a, I guess wings is wings is our a big Al Sunday night is usually a bucket of beer and, and some, uh, some wings of some sort. So that's, that's probably my go-to, uh, just about every Sunday night when we get back from the race. Uh, so I, I'd have to go that route, I guess. I, I mean, if you look at me, I eat just about anything and everything anybody puts anywhere near my face. So some guy uh, called I, you a fat ass at Riverhead. No, fatty. That's fatty. Fatty. The guy's bigger than I am. Call me fatty. <laughs> <laughs> He's lucky. I thought he said, look, I'm not afraid of you, Freddie. And I was already on the march to try and kill him. And then we got settled down and Jojo Skippon's like, can you believe he called you fatty? And I'm like, no, he did. He said, Freddie. And then apparently he called me fatty fatty. i was like i wish i would have heard that because i would have just laughed (laughs) i don't even know what i would have done i wouldn't have been mad anymore i'd just been like okay i guess they got rid of the mirrors at your house (laughs) uh all right so uh woody pick at to freddie uh tap the tin if you can hear me (laughs) so (laughs) woody went down to we're in new smyrna speed weeks and uh this guy Yankee, they used to call him Yankee Chuck, and he was this. He used to own a Florida Modified, which you guys have been down there. You've seen what some of them train wrecks look like, and uh, it's basically there's no rules, but they got to run an eight inch tire. Like you can literally run any motor you want, but it's got to be on like an eight inch treaded tire. Um, so Woody's down there. I, I don't know. I remember. I forget what he was driving. Maybe the hillbilly car or something. But he was down there running a modified, and this guy Yankee Chuck acts and Yankee. Chuck was, uh, I want to say, I might be missing it by a little bit, but he was probably 175 years old, I would think, at the time this was going on. Um, and his car was maybe the, like he built it the day he was born, I think. Um, so Woody's like, Can you spot? I was like, That fucking thing has radios in it. Like, yes, I can. Like, is there a cup and a string? Like, how do we do this? Is the string long enough to reach the back stretch? Um, so He's like, well, I can just put a like a kind of like a scanner in there and and just put the scanner on a channel and you could talk and I'll listen to the scanner. And I'm like, all right, that sounds fine. So then he gets out there and I'm like, well, how the fuck do I even know if this idiot can hear me or not? Like, I don't know. So I was like, I'm on the roof and I'm like, hey, just reach over and tap the tin on the passenger side of the car. So I know you can hear me. So when he was driving by on a parade lap, he'd be reaching over, tapping the tin. So I knew Woody could hear me spot for this pile of shit that he was driving. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, that was a, that was a pretty epic story. And I was like, uh, that was, that was something else. But I, I couldn't even tell you where we ran. I'm sure it wasn't good, but it was, it made for a hell of a story. Uh, last question is going to be from Cameron Jackson. Uh, I'm assuming for Freddie thoughts on Tyler Reddick coming to 2311. 
Uh, I'm happy. Like I said, I'm buddies with Tyler, so I think it's a good opportunity for him. Um, great opportunity for us to have somebody in house that can win races. Uh, you know, anytime you have more more cars, better info for us. Um, Kurt made wonders for Bubba. I think it was perfect timing. I think it's perfect timing now because, uh, like Kurt coming this this year helped Bubba like grow where there was no, there really was no competition. I don't think anybody expected Kurt and Bubba to be butting heads, which they did most weeks. We pretty much ran around each other all year long. Uh, now Tyler coming over, Tyler can kind of push Bubba. They can push each other to compete and, and, and try to, you know, do better than one another. Uh, but I think it's an awesome opportunity for Tyler. I think it's great for 2311. I think he'll win races right out of the gate. And, uh, you know, like Danny made it clear, you know, that we, we talked about it on DVC. We're like, you know, Reddick, we talked about it like why would when Richard Childress announced that they were just picking up Tyler's option, it's like that's a weird thing to announce. Like, why wouldn't you be signing this guy long term, knowing the talent that he is? And then it wasn't long after that, Danny's like, Oh yeah, I signed him for the following year. Um, so you know, it, it just goes to show Danny's just trying to build something special over there. He's he's all hands on deck. I've seen some uh, shop blueprints the other day, it's like fucking Taj Mahal. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be a pretty special place and you want to just get as much talent over there as possible. And, and Tyler's that guy right now. Denny doesn't seem like he's one to be too afraid of spending money. Uh, no, he, he, he came on our podcast and he said, uh, you know, you know, he's trying to build an atmosphere and, and, you know, and, and just make it a place where everybody wants to go to work and make the shop awesome. And, and a place where everybody wants to go hang out and, you know, this way down the road, he doesn't really have to pay top dollar for everybody because it's a place they want to go. And I was like, well, I got to be honest, I don't even really go to the shop. So you can just continue to pay me top dollar and I'll be fine with that. Um, I don't need the shop to even be there, to be honest with you. I don't even go to the shop. So I'll just meet you at the racetrack and collect my paycheck. But uh, no, but it's I mean, it's awesome place to work. And Denny's fun. I met MJ uh, Watkins Glenn last year and he's like, you wouldn't believe it. He's all in like you think like I thought. You know, this this is Denny's deal. Like everything I've dealt with, this is Denny's team and Michael's a part owner. Uh, and then we get there and Michael's like, all right, so uh, we're going to flip the stage. You know, we're going to pit with two to go, flip the stage and get track position. And I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? Like he knows what the fuck's going on. And I was like, okay, I guess he's all in. So he pays attention. He follows. He goes, he watches every race. He goes to a lot of them now. So it's pretty cool to see how involved he is and, and just the whole deal is awesome. Well, good news, uh, Freddie. You were the most famous person to ever be seen wearing my T-shirt until Tyler wore it at Loudon. So now you're number two. <laughs> yeah, but my my T-shirt was much bigger than Tyler's, so I should get a little more credit. Than I gave him a medium, and he comes over. They're like, we're just getting loaded up at Lee, and he's like, hey, man, I don't mean to be a pain in the ass, but uh, do you have a small? I'm like, yeah, I got a small, man. So he's <laughs> wearing an adult small, and you're... Uh, it's a youth large. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> I was on the second trip. I was on the second trip over to the uh, casino at Dover because we went the first time with our our good buddies uh, Chris and uh, Ryan, and, and so we went over. Then they wanted to go back to the campsite. They wanted to go walk around and find parties and stuff and go get drunk. And, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna get drunk in the casino. But we took my vehicle, whatever or whatever we did. I don't I don't remember why. I went back, came back. I'm like Tyler, what do you want for a shirt? What size? Like what size you wear? Like take, we don't carry smalls because why would we? Um, and like the only people that really want them are women. So then we just special order women small. So when I'm like, Oh, you, you need a medium shirt. He's like, nah, man, I'm, I'll take a small. So I, I ordered Tyler a small of our t-shirt and it's been sitting in a tote for the last eight months. <laughs> like, and I don't know, I don't know when I'll see him again. So 
<clears throat> do you remember? Do you remember the lady asking Tyler to take a picture with him in the fire and ice that night? Yeah. Well, do you remember that lady thought that I was Ryan Blaney? <laughs> well, she also thought that Tyler was Ty Gibbs, so it's not <laughs> really a surprise. Yeah. Ty, she's like, she's like, can I take a picture with you? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So then she goes to take a picture, and she's like, why are you even still here? Because this is Saturday night. And uh, she, he's like, well, you know, we we race tomorrow. She's like, oh, I didn't know you were racing tomorrow. He's like, yeah, yeah. Why why wouldn't I be racing tomorrow? And she's like, well, I just didn't know. I didn't know you're racing. And then she turns around and says to her husband, boyfriend, whatever. He's like, she's like, that's that's Ty Gibbs, right? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not that. <laughs> the word that was so. This is listen. This is like in a three week span. This happened. So that happens, right? Like two weeks later, we're in Kansas. And if you listen to DBC, you know the story. But uh, we're in Kansas two weeks later, and this guy, I can see him. Like, obviously, we have DBC merch or Cal Tracer merch. So uh, we're at a bar in Kansas, and I see a guy with, like, Dirty Mo Media shit on. So kind of like I see him looking over the table. I'm like, yeah, whatever. He's going to come over and say hi. So he comes over, he says hi, and he's like, hey, would you mind to take a picture? And I'm, like, buried in the back of a booth. And I was like, yeah, just give me a couple minutes. I'll, I'll You know, I'll get up here in a second. So then I made a joke, like some Tyler was standing there next to me or he was standing at the end of the table, like right next to the guy. And I'm like, people usually want to take pictures with him, not me. Or somebody else said like, I'm used to people want to take pictures with him. So he looks at Tyler and he's like, Oh no, I got to get a picture with you too. So then, uh, the guy's like, Tyler's like, yeah, sure. No problem. So <laughs> they said something weird. Me and Tyler were talking about where he ran in qualifying at Kansas, like on the race. I could be ran top coming to green or something. So I see Tyler's like, yeah, he's getting ready to take a picture and he's telling me about his lap. And I see this guy is really confused now. And he's like, why is this guy talking about running the top lane coming? To, what the fuck is going on? And I just look at him and he's like, you're Jason, right? The producer. And Tyler's like, no, no. <laughs> so in a three week span, he got called Ty Gibbs and then got downgraded to Jason Schultz, the producer of DBC, who happens to be three feet taller than Tyler. Uh, but yeah, Tyler didn't have a good, good couple weeks in the bar scene there uh, for his ego, but he, uh, he's, he's okay now. I think he, I think he's gotten over it. He's coming. He'll be on DVC. I don't know. We're recording next week. I think he's our little, our little elf for the Christmas show every year now. Uh, that lady, uh, that confused him for Ty Gibbs was fucking on one that night because with that, like half the roof was sitting at that table, obviously that we walked up to, like you were talking to like the president or whatever, New Hampshire motor speedway or something. And that lady came over and was just causing such a scene that it cleared the whole table out. Everyone just walked out of the restaurant and then ended up being like you, that guy and me. And she's like, so what do you do? And I was like, Oh yeah, just down here for the races. And she's like, Oh, yeah. And then I think you were just like, yeah, it's Ryan Blaney. And you went back to your conversation. And then she got into a full on conversation about me being Ryan Blaney. And she's like telling her husband, her husband, like, keep in mind, was like stone sober and fucking pissed that she was like, even over here, like just trying to reel her back in. And she's just like, oh, yeah, like, good luck tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, like, thank you. <laughs> well, do you remember she wanted she's like, tell Bubba to come over here. Somebody told her I spot for Bubba. So she's like, tell Bubba to come over here and take a picture with me. I'm like, no, he's in his bus. Like. He's not coming out tonight. Sorry. And she's like, no, no, tell him, tell him, tell him. So I'm like, okay, I'm fucking leaving. Now I'm going from one bar to the other one just to get away from this lady. And me and Bradley start walking over the other bar and I see Bubba's standing there playing craps or something. I'm like, you got to get the fuck out of here. Like this lady's <laughs> coming. Like you got to go. Like get the hell out of here right now. I'm like, if she sees you, she's never going to leave you alone. So I think he finished 
up and, and, and hightailed it back to the motorhome lot. But I was like, God, I just told him, I'm like, no, he's not coming over here. And I walked 20 feet away and he's standing there. I'm like, uh-oh, bad, <laughs> deal, bad deal. Not good, not good. Uh, Timmy, you got any fucking stories up the sleeve? Anything to involve Freddie? Uh, anything? That's uh, I'm sure Freddie's probably got a couple shit. I don't know. We've been in all types of trouble before. I feel like we, we got to close something out with a good with a good funny story that won't get you canceled or Freddie. <laughs> uh, really- <laughs> three quarters of them probably would get us canceled, but yeah, <laughs> there's a reason why you asked. We were recording earlier, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We always got to ask that. I question. can't even think anything good right now. We told us you told a story about passing out of my house three times in the same night, right? I think we told that one on the first show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Freddie, Freddie got me hammered. I was, uh, they definitely, they definitely fucked with me that night. That what, what was that game we were playing? Where I don't know. I ended up fucking wearing a three man. We were playing yeah. three man. Timmy yeah. was three man the whole time. It was bullshit. Somehow I always had to drink, you know. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was hammered three times one night, and then uh, it made for a good night. I'm trying to think. I don't know what, what a good story is. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't even hear that story about you flipping that street stock late model type fucking deal that was your brother's than the first show. That's oh, like, yeah. I fucking rolled that thing right over. I peeled the wheels right off it. Poor <laughs> bastard. I'll never forget when we bought that thing home out of the trailer and we unloaded and the roof was all fucking tore up on it. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't make for uh, didn't make for good family dinner that night. That's for sure. So, uh, so speaking of family dinners, how was how was Thanksgiving, boys? Did you do anything exciting? <laughs> Just uh, th- Thanksgiving for me was pretty good. My I went to my my older brother's house. Uh, you know, had some turkey. It was it was uh, exciting. Tree stock. We uh, went to Jay Bear's house. Yeah, went to Jay Bear's house. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was all right, man. It was it wasn't too bad. He's actually a pretty good cook. He definitely uh, wears a skirt in the family over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he cooked pretty well, and then. Uh, I did hear that there were New Hampshire plates here down here on Long Island for Thanksgiving, but I'm not too sure about that. Yeah. Yeah. Big forest destination down there. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, That's where I was going to go with some stories, but I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to leave uh, Timmy alone for this evening. Well, it sounds like we'll just have to make some more stories this weekend. Uh, Freddie, it sounds like a change of plans. You're going to be there. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I was always going, I thought until about two weeks ago, Krause called me and said he wasn't going to race this week. Uh, uh, so I said, okay, whatever. One, another week at home is not really something that I'm going to cry about because I'm pretty worn out. I went to Iceland. I did some shit last week, next week, Turkey Derby was a long week, obviously. So I was like, I'm really not going to be that upset. Like, he's like, if you find another gig, find another gig, it's fine. I'm like, I'm not even really going to look for another one. Uh, and then I knew he was racing that uh, Bill Begley race this week or whatever. Uh, so I figured if he came through there clean and they're down there already, he was going to probably run the Derby. And I seen he finished third or fourth uh, after Majeski got disqualified. So I knew I kind of had an idea they might go. And he texted me today. He said they were going. So I'm going to pile in with the spotter boys, Herm and Timmy Fidua and Andy Houston, and uh, drive down there, I guess, Wednesday. Be down there all fucking week as always and uh then i don't know what's going on i think our next trip we're going to cabo the week after that with some some clowns and then uh if they let me back in the country i think we're gonna, gonna go to atlantic city so oh, if, you yeah. are, if you idiots are going to atlantic city i might oh, yeah. show up and ruin some atlantic time city there. last time you were there you were dancing with some guy on a boardwalk and you changed your clothes in the elevator with some chick you remember that one that was not the elevator that you could tell that story that was the boardwalk <laughs> 
I don't even remember the whole story, but somehow <laughs> Freddie ended up wearing fucking some chick's clothes. They was, exchanged clothes right in the fucking right in the boardwalk. It was freezing outside, and this chick was like, I forget who she was. I don't even. I don't think we ever. We didn't know I don't her. Think we know no, who we she was anyway. We had no uh, idea. I might have complimented her on her dress and her tights, and <laughs> I don't know how that turned into us both stripping naked on the boardwalk in Atlantic oh, City man. and I put on her dress and tights and she put on whatever the hell I had on and we walked into the wild west and, and had a couple of beers and then I probably got thrown out shortly after that. <laughs> so uh yeah but that was, that was somebody called her Freddie. What? Could she have also been confused that somebody called her Freddie if your stuff is <laughs> <laughs> it was it was I, I just remember it being freezing cold and I think I ripped 47 holes in her stockings trying to put them on. Uh, but so she probably looked like a train wreck when we finally changed clothes back. But I'm sure she was a good sport about it. Now, that was the last time you went to Atlantic City or just one. No, I don't know. That wasn't the last time because the last time I was there, I was with Megan. So I'm assuming that she wasn't. I'm pretty sure we weren't together for that for that <laughs> version of the story. Uh, that was probably back in my uh, wilder days. Um, but. Yeah, we got some pretty funny stories there the last couple of years. Uh, one of the funny, really funny one that happened, I think this might have been the last time I was there because uh, Teddy was alive and racing, but uh, Richie Evans Jr. talked to Mike Christopher at least two hours and thought it was Ted and had no fucking idea for <laughs> two hours. He was chewing Mike Christopher's ear off and called him Ted the whole time, and Mike just, just went with it forever, and it was hysterical. <laughs> and me and Jimmy and, Ty and Ted were standing there crying, laughing, while this went on and Mike just couldn't get away from it. So it was, it was, it was, that was, I think that was the last time I was there. So speaking of that, have you ever heard the story of the first time Brad and I ever went to Waterford? Oh God. No. So I had never, I never knew. <laughs> I had, I had no idea yeah. that Teddy was a twin. I, that, that was news to me. I had no idea. So this is like, obviously after everything had happened and we're, we're walking into Waterford and we're going in the pits and I see his, I see Mike walk through the pits and I, I didn't know that he had an identical twin brother. I looked at Brad. I was like, did I just see a ghost? <laughs> and Brad's like, what are you fucking talking about? I was like, is that, is that not? I looked, I looked quick, but like, I'm one of those people that like, I'll see something and I'll just like try to process it in my head and not say any words. So I like looked real quick and I'm just like, and Charlie's like, did I just see? And I'm like, yeah, I was yeah. Like, I, was no like, I, I was like, I'm I was just like, not going to say anything about it. Like, <laughs> I'm not really sure what just happened. <laughs> then we found out he had an identical twin brother. Yeah, I swear. I swear these two lived under a rock when it came to automobile racing, because the amount of shit that they didn't know and still learn to this day. I'm like, the fuck did you not know that? I know who, <laughs> who Teddy was. Everybody knows that, but I, I, I had no idea. It, Bob, you're forgetting the fact that you uh, also fucking race with. He raced with your fucking uh, Malker and shit. So I would have known that. Yeah, but shit. Even I remember back in the day when when Mike Senior ran on the tour with Ted and beat Ted at Loudon. Like I was a little kid, but I remember that. Like that makes one of us. My first. Did you guys speaking of Mike Senior and Mike Junior? Did you guys talk about how great Michael was at the ISO 300? I did say on the show that he was the worst car there. <laughs> I told him after qualifying, I said, don't worry about it. You'll be able to get around Hartwig in the concert. And to this day, he still has not passed Hartwig because Hartwig wrecked the whole field. And, and Say it ain't so. Pass him. 
So, I've seen like, that same move in that Conci in Atlantic City slingshot in a Conci race before too. So I have uh, that on video. Far, yeah, Apple didn't fall far from the tree there. I this told the that whole story. Got in the way, the mullet definitely covered the eyes and he couldn't see where he was going. He hung up all, hard all left. night long. I gave him shit and he finished like tenth, and we were out on lap twenty. So, <laughs> and you had a sprint race down the back straightaway. And Jimmy's Jimmy won the five k. After that, I after that I slipped Concy. I called Hartwig the weapon of the week, and I have that the slingshot deal you just talked about. I was I was sitting in the stands. Because you know, oh, yeah. everybody everybody goes up there on Saturday morning to watch the 100%. creature the creature races, and they fucking wouldn't let him out of the car and physically rolled him out of the building on the furniture dolly. <laughs> <laughs> he hung a hard left on that poor bastard and ran him into concrete block. I'll never forget it. Never it's forget on my it. Instagram. It's from like it was the same move right in years ago at the ice of three hundred. The good news is I saw the other day he's looking for a sponsor or a ride. He's got money. He just needs a ride. Yeah, he's happen. running in Atlantic City. Oh yeah, he'll be there. The guy is an absolute electric factory. The first time I ran down there in 2010 with champ carts, he come rolling in with like a 1985 Buick LeSabre with a, with a fucking pumpkin orange rage ratchet strapped to the roof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the year I met. That's the year I met him. And then that was the same year that Jimmy won about a thousand dollars in Halloween costumes because he, he dressed up like pumpkin cock everywhere he went <laughs> and just painted his whole face orange and wore pumpkin t-shirts and, and, and he won every time. Yep. Call it call it a day. Haters gonna hate. That's right. Beautiful <laughs> swipey. <laughs> the kid's got talent, though. I will say that much. The kid uh, is good. The kid, the kid is good. He, he drove around our boy. Uh, he drove around our boy. Tragic shoes at Wilkesboro. You're talking sure about did. kid, kid, right? Like the third. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't know. Third, fourth, fifth. There's like seven of them. I think twelve. I don't even know. I lost count. Lost count. Oh yeah. That's maybe where they got the car number from. Seventy three. Twenty-three them song bitches. Well, this is this has been good. Uh, I'm excited to see a dad. Is is mom coming this weekend or no? No, no mom this trip. She's had enough racing for a while. Not bad. Just pretty pissed. She'll Not she'll pirate. be. I assume she'll be back on the uh, entry list for Speed Week, so we can do Jaeger bombs again. I think she's gonna come to Speed Weeks. I think she's gonna go to Atlantic City. She can. She works from home now, so she's gonna be everywhere and just torment me all the time. Um, so, but she, uh, yeah, I don't believe it. I'm assuming it probably lines up that it's her birthday and speed weeks again. I'm sure it's, she's the 13th, so I'm, I'm figuring that that's how that works. I mean, uh, my old lady's birthday that week too, so maybe they can do birthday stuff together while we get in trouble. Are you bringing her? Yeah, she's gonna come with me. Bob's gonna be the big old three zero by then, so we'll have to celebrate. I wish I was a 3-0. Those days are gone. Bobby is significant old, significantly older than me, so that's all that matters. Six months. <laughs> He's turning 30 before me. That's all that matters. So, so I was going to say uh, Atlantic City and Speed Week seem to be the two trips of the year that we all three end up at. So that's uh, something to look forward to. All of us ended up being there. Hopefully Timmy's at both of those. It sounds like that may or may not happen. At least there's oh, I was at Atlantic City last year. I was uh, pretty intoxicated, but I was out there and uh, did have a good time. So I'm sure I'll be back. You were, you were just about the last thing I remember from Atlantic City. And we had been there for about three hours. And uh, yeah, 48 there. We went pretty hard early, but it uh, it was good. I didn't blow any motors, so it was a solid weekend for me. Didn't somebody end up hanging out with my dad at Atlantic City? That was so. That was two years ago, or actually three. <laughs> it was back before COVID was a thing. Charlie and I stayed up 
because we were leaving about that. We were leaving to drive to Maine at 8 a.m. So why not just stay up all night before you drive back to Maine? And we're with Brandon Ruzick and JP Curry. and We're sitting at a three card poker table. We're all slaying it like I'm in hindsight. I'm kind of glad we stayed up because I made like 400 bucks. And uh, there's this guy sitting all the way down to our left. He's like, guys here for the race. We're like, yeah, and and uh going on and on. He don't guy don't say much. And he's like, oh, my, my son's into racing spots for Bubba Wallace. And we're all like, oh shit, you're Freddie's dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how it goes. He probably gets that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy's a Hall of Famer at Riverhead Raceway, and everybody's like, Oh, you're Freddie's dad. And I'm like, like forever. My mom, my mom gives him shit because like she was always Tom's wife, and now she just turned into Freddie's mom like recently. Yeah. And he's and she's like, I guess that's just a change. I'm never gonna be called Kathy the rest of my life. I mean, that guy won races smoking cigarettes. <laughs> right, Fred? What? He won races smoking cigarettes. Oh, God only knows what he was doing in there. Smoking cigarettes, numerous other things. The 57 was, Chevy was, racing Jimmy, figure eight. Jimmy called Jimmy called him the cheesiest forever because he would win all the time and craft macaroni and cheese is the cheesiest. So <laughs> Jimmy wanted to put that on the car on his the roof. The cheesiest. Uh, be, be sure to uh save us another spot up there on the spotter stand for Friday night's qualifying action. Uh I, that was uh one of the highlights of last year. I always is the uh, snowball derby qualifying, but uh being up on the spotter stand and indulging in a couple adult beverages, uh while all you hooligans that are professional spotters are like, Oh my guy's coming out next, so let me throw the headset on, then back to just drinking. That yeah. was uh <laughs> a little deal. So uh looking forward to that, obviously. We gotta gamble. Start doing your research now to see what the cutoff time is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, fuck. Not the ga- I forgot gambling's illegal, so don't do that. No. We'll just cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we're, we're, we'll be we'll be bringing Lindsay too. It's gonna be her first time, so we'll have to show her all the the cool things and corrupt her a little bit. And then, uh, uh, I think this has been good. Yeah. I we, looked up I looked up flights round trip from uh, Portland to Pensacola was over six hundred dollars. So safe bet. I'm gonna be watching from home. That makes sense. We, we're also getting up at like 3 a.m. Thursday morning to fucking go. So, and then there's like, a that'll time, be fun. There's like a time change or something. And then it, it, technically we're there in like 45 minutes or however that works. And then we're there at like 11. Yeah. So. Yeah. We, we also kind of changed our whole plans on where we stay instead of staying over by Floribama. We are in downtown Pensacola because Freddie, that was kind of where you were at last year. So now we'll have to, uh, Go see all Pensacola's finest establishments. I don't know Hooters or whatever they got down there. <laughs> Sammy's. What is it? What's that place called? Sammy's. Yeah, I've never been. Yeah, that's a that's a hot that's a hot spot. That that McGuire's right next door. You go over there. They have this. Uh, place was sick. I don't remember what the fucking drink was called, but I think it was like the Grateful Dead or something. And you could only have three of them, and they don't let you get more than that. And we were like, ah, oh, we're fucking professionals. We had two of them, and we're like, I have third one. He's like, no. <laughs> like, uh. like, what's this made out of? They're like alcohol. Yeah. They're like what kind? They're like no alcohol. Like, oh, seven seven different types of alcohol. I'm gonna. Well, you, you got to go to McGuire's first because that's where you get all your dollar bills to go to Sammy's. They're all hanging from the <laughs> yeah, ceiling. There's, there's millions of them. <laughs> just take them right across the street. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah that is that is uh, probably the best way to do it. But looking forward to it. And uh, Timmy, looking forward. I don't know. Well, uh, we must must be seeing you. Uh, hopefully, we'll be seeing you indoors at Atlantic City or uh, 
who knows? You end up getting a ride for uh, all the indoor shows and uh, might make a trip out of Allentown. It seems like a nice spot. It is. It is. I smacked my head there. To, they cleaned me up off the concrete surface one time there. So uh, we're going to have to discuss it with the uh, with the higher powers here, Freddie and uh, mom over there. She's <laughs> not going to be too happy, but we'll see what happens. My brother actually sent me a screenshot of one that was for sale. And my dad said, forget about it. Um, that was the only words that he spoke. So um that's probably out the window so yeah we, we got one offer right now it's a possibility but uh the way i was sucking win the last 20 laps over there at turkey derby uh indoors probably ain't looking too good for me so maybe i'll just be drinking some beers with you guys hey well we can make that happen i'm sure there's some sketchy places we can drink at in allentown and uh <laughs> maybe check out one of those uh fucking helmets those football players are wearing in practices nowadays look absolutely ridiculous but apparently they do wonders so yeah i'm sure maybe we'll have to look into that yeah <laughs> <laughs> I could probably withstand concrete pretty good. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a scientist. But... Timmy, have you seen these big hats? Big have hats? you guys seen this? I no. saw that. Yeah, that dude on the Redskins had it. <laughs> yeah, we got to get big yeah. hats for next year. All right, I'll check wanna, it out. I want a shitload of couch racer big hats. All right, we'll check it out. <laughs> They're literally like, what would you say, Bob? Like this big? Yeah. yeah. It's a regular baseball cap, but it's like this big. Like, yeah. <laughs> you got to get some of those by Speed Weeks because so this year we did Taurus Tuesday and we all dressed like we were fucking uh, Taurus, obviously. We went to Volusia. Well, this year we got to find a new superlative. So I think that we might have to do like Wacky Wednesday or something. And we'll probably still, we're going to probably end up going to New Smyrna on Wednesday or something. But, uh, just show up with some big ass hats and just uh, really, really look the part while still supporting either or BFP. But uh, if you got, if you got any couch racer hats, throw a, uh, throw a couple of them in the, in your carry on to the car that you're driving down. And uh, we'll probably buy a couple off of you. Yeah. Cause I'm surely going to drive a car down there. Aren't you, aren't <laughs> you fucking hopping in and uh, riding down there with the whole crew you did last year too, or a couple last Oh, for, are you talking about for this weekend? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, I am doing that. Yeah, maybe I can bring a couple down. <laughs> Why didn't you buy them on their on their uh, Cyber Monday sale today, Bradley? You because, get it right now because I that's knew not it. too late. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I might be able to. I got to edit this. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff I got to edit out. I'm not touching it. Actually, we're just gonna we're gonna <laughs> fuck it, send it. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah. No, that's every single week. People are like, "How how long does it take you to edit?" Fucking, we just let it chew. Like, <laughs> dude, it's like a rip. Every once in a while, I put in a bleep because Bobby fucking trashed our future guests. But that's, you uh, should just you need to edit it out, like but edit just bleep shit that's not a curse. Yes, like just like just like make it sound way worse than it really is. That actually, that's that gets people talking. They're like, "What'd you say? Like, what was said here?" Like, there's some times where like we've had like Noah on or something, and like cut out like chunks and like bleeped out like you know consecutively in like 30 seconds. They're like, dude, you got to tell me what happened. I'm like, I can't, man, I can't. No. <laughs> Bleep for you know, <laughs> but not me. I get bleeped out, and people ask me what I said, and I just tell them what I said. So there's no sense in bleeping it out. But or or it could be like a, another guest we had and do the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a, that was a PR thing. Yeah, and then and then the another racing podcast with spotters on him kind of clowned on him, and I was all the way in because I'm like that fucking kid made. I didn't even I wasn't a part of any of them, but. Yeah, I don't remember who we're talking about. Oh, I think I know who we're talking about. That's our friend. Let's go. So anyway, uh, (laughs) uh, no, this has been good. Thank you guys for uh, coming on. Uh, We'll we'll see you, Freddie, in a couple days. Sounds like we're gonna get tuned up pretty good. Timmy, behave yourself until uh, until we see you again indoors. Hopefully, you don't die. And uh, 
<laughs> we'll try to keep the blood pressure uh, down a little bit. The last yeah, time I mean, we checked, it was 190 over 110, so we're doing pretty good. Now that yeah. Tom's out of the building, you should be all set. Yeah, we're good. The Actually, the battery's died, and it's right behind me. The battery's died in it, so it's the best way to cure high blood pressure. The fucking battery's died. We don't replace them. We're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You can't cured. have high blood pressure if you can't check but, it. Right? Yeah, if you can't look, you don't know. You're big, cured. Big brain move. You're cured. Yeah. It's like if you go to a doctor, you can't get diagnosed if you don't go to a doctor. My exactly grandfather right. lived to be 99 on that fucking plan. So yeah, yeah. It's still ticking. I'm still here, so we're we're doing all right. I, I'm pretty sure that we're just pickled on the inside now, anyway. So I'm pretty sure we're gonna live forever. So yeah, um, good. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> we got dad's genes, or at least his liver. So. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I can get on that list now. Like, is there possible? Like, can you get on a list for a liver before you actually need one? I don't. I, I don't think they. I don't think they do that on layaway. <laughs> like, I just. I know. I know. I'm going to need one. Can I just get on there now? Like, get a jump start. I know. Uh, it, it's got to be like a weird black market, like organ layaway type type <laughs> deal. No, I'm sure that's got to be something. Somebody's. Up, oh, like, sure. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. Well. Sounds like we're going to need at least five livers out of this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, behave yourselves. We'll, uh, we'll see you in a few days, Frederick and, uh, Timmy, don't die. Yeah. Timmy, if you got, we'll be here for it. If you got anybody hiding in the background, you can tell them they come out now. It's, it's all good. No, no, we got, we got nobody here. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're behaving, Fred. Come on, man. <laughs> and, uh, the last theory hasn't I even. I think I've seen a couch cushion move. I got to be honest. No, no, nothing yet. <laughs> nothing yet. We got places tuned up. It's ready to go, but uh, no, nobody, no suspects yet. Freddie, the last boat hasn't even left fucking Connecticut yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys. You All just, right, we'll see you. Derby down there. Bye, 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 Tim. Nice seeing bye, you. Bye, guys. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.